everyone and welcome to the Nerdy Up North podcast, the Nerdy Podcast, hosted by two Northern nerds. I'm one of your hosts, Sam. And I'm the other host, Paul. And today we're joined by a very, very special guest, Kelly. Hello. Hello. <laughs> nice, Kelly. If you're aware oh, of, um, like I say, our Facebook group, you'll probably know Kelly as, uh, as she put it quite the, as the master of the memes. Uh, <laughs> Meme, maybe. <laughs> the meme year and yes that was it um next year she is at one of our regular posters and she actually did was the winner of the nerdy up north t-shirt which she is showing off right now amazing <laughs> so if you want to tell us a little bit about yourself kelly and a little bit about your um, nerdy tendencies right um old school sort of nerd here i'm nerdy in the way that um i'm the sort of person who just wears whoever uh, whatever whatever <laughs> Wear. I wear a lot of fannies, not actual. <laughs> I've noticed, yes. <laughs> Again, uh, but uh, more to do with kind of, I'm all about celebrating femininity and mm -hmm. uh, body positivity, so I'm always uh, wearing um, some sort of uh, either vulva or phallic representation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, I'm uh, quite nerdy in regards to um, old school games. I used to be a writer. PlayStation 1 nerds to the point where I was actually featured as a star letter in Planet <laughs> Wow. They would have done well and last I... week on the podcast then. <laughs> yeah, we, have, we, have, we have fame in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, so we did reach... In general, really. Cool. So we did reach out to the group uh, and see which members wanted to be part of the podcast because like I say we wanted to because just talking to me and Sam might get a little bit boring, so uh, get a little bit more interesting, get more people involved. And Kelly was one of the ones that we were hoping would get in touch, because she is quite the colourful character, as you can probably see. Uh, or here, if you listen on Spotify or iTunes. So <laughs> get the plugs in as well. But uh, again, um, this week we're doing the top fives again. So this top five is top five comedies which we thought would be quite fun and um, it become a, a bit funny. of a in the arse, I'll be honest with you. A little bit difficult, more than I was expecting. I'm going to put it, mine's just, mine's just a themed. And you'll get the theme when you get the first one. And this, I, I could have gone with thousands, to be <laughs> honest. This list could have gone on forever, but I had to narrow it down and think of what I actually watch. And you'll get, you'll understand it when I start saying it. And Are then, we ready to dive straight into the top fives? Yes. Well, I was getting a bit, um, like I say, nervous as well, because Kelly was messaging us while this, the preparation she was being doing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't think I'm going to sound professional at all. Look at that notes. Look, that, that, that's from a former Oh my God, that. that's like mine. <laughs> I've got mine too. <laughs> so, yes. So the Yay. girl's going to outdo me here. But um, <laughs> yes. And just before we start, I want to shout out Ooh. as well, because we've had two milestones this week, two quite big ones. Uh, we've had 2,000 members join the Facebook group this week, which totally fucking blew me head. Really? Um, most of them's American. I don't know where the Americans have fucking come from. So <laughs> we've been But indeed. hey, all of our American friends, I hope you can understand us if you're listening. <laughs> yes. And we're actually, uh, just before that as well, we hit 2,000 followers on Instagram as well. So it's been a bit of a whirlwind, shall we say? Uh Round of applause. Oh, not even six months old yet. Next month, so six months since we started. Wow. <laughs> Crazy. So what episode are we on? Are we on episode 11? 11 now, yeah. 
Oh God, episode 11. <laughs> right, so every week we do top five. And as Paul said, it's top five comedies this week. And I think our guest should kick it off. Yep. Oh! Pressure's on now. You, you lose Dave. your podcast cherry here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll start off by saying um, this has really made me realise that I really don't like comedy films. Um, and Why I did thought, we pick oh, comedies then? <laughs> no, no. I can always thought, like, oh, I'm a funny bugger. You know, I'm a- <laughs> Must like some sort of. I think it's my tendency. If I like comedy, I want something bite-sized, an episode mm-hmm. or something. But I could like wax lyrical on like comedy shows till mm-hmm. like yeah. I was come home. But when um when it came to films, and I was just like, oh, 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 and I think um the latest uh, comedy that I actually chose was like two thousand and four. I was like. Jesus, oh, yeah, I think the fine Like, were they born then? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to start with that one, to be honest, um, just to ease in. Um, it was made in 2004, mm-hmm. directed by Jared Hess, and it's pretty much a comedy where nout happens. It's okay. <laughs> And it's Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, oh my yeah. God. The most awkward, geekiest, nerdiest thing. Uh, oh, yes. I, you know what? Never even come in my mind, but it's an awesome shout. I love that film as well. Can I, I break it. this right? Can I break this right now? Never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> you might fair, see a that's a running theme. thing with, with some. That, that, it's a running thing. I'm, I'm terrible. But yeah, I've <laughs> never seen it. Do you know what? The thing is, it's one of these films where I know it's like Marmite, you either love it, mm-hmm. get it, get it, because you're just like, what the hell is this? Because it's a comedy where I don't think it's actually funny, but no. it's just interpret the, the the awkwardness and it's just, it, it, give, it brings me back memories of being at college. Uh, so I remember <laughs> and buying a vote for Pedro like t-shirt and be like yeah i'm cool <laughs> and no one then getting everyone asking you what what's the t-shirt who's pedro why are you voting for him <laughs> like, probably like hey fuck pedro. <laughs> like, hey. see another one i do it reminds us of being in pizzazz because there was a lot of people in pizzazz when vote for pedro t-shirts but um i think it was out the same time as the office because it's the same type of comedy as the office quite Oh, so I'd like it then. Yeah, well, you'll you'll probably be. I love I love cringy I love cringy comedies, and that probably I I do. Do you know what this? Do you know what though? I own it. Yeah. (laughs) I have it on DVD. I've just never watched it. It's it's one of them things where you think you'll be like, ah, I quite fancy watching it. But if it's on, you'll you'll start watching. You'll just not be able to. Yeah, because the stuff that happens in the film, it it's mesmerising. And my favourite part of it. like say spoilers, uh, is when the, when he's discussing what a liger is, and <laughs> to the to the girl that like you don't know whether he, he's crushing on her or she's crushing on him, and it's kind of like that's a liger. That's all. It's, it's like this really monotone voice as well. Oh, it, that's a, <laughs> I do I do like the actor who plays him. He is yes. really funny. Um, yeah, John, John Hedda Hedda Hedda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't worry, pronunciation is not frowned upon in here because I can't pronounce jack shit. <laughs> uh, Blades of Glory, and I really enjoyed him in that. 
Like, yeah, I thought really funny. you made good that. But um, what I think is quite funny about this uh, film is it's set, it's set, you know, kind of in 2004, 2005. It's written on his little, like, kind of student card sort of thing. He's like this 16-year-old student. But it's just the place where they live, it's like the 80s. It is untouched by modern culture. Yeah. Everyone, uh, the girls have side ponytails. <laughs> and, like, Napoleon wearing moon boots. It's like the, the time that, yeah, it's like the time that land, it's like, it's like time stopped and like never moved on type thing. Even his brothers were like the most weirdest things you'll ever. <laughs> Absolutely insane. And I think at some point he's, he's like his Uncle Rico who's looking after him because the Nana mm. broke her coccyx while going on like, like doom boogies and sand <laughs> and he has to look after like the, the the two brothers, Kip and uh, Napoleon, and he's selling Tupperware. And I'm like, he's going around selling Tupperware, and it's just like... Oh, <laughs> see, now, the way you said Tupperware there, now I'm having eerie in the under vibes. Oh, <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> Tupperwareware. <laughs> oh, one of the best uh, episodes. Um, what really sticks with us with Napoleon Dynamite is just the opening sequence, um, which has got an absolutely lush, lush um, song. Uh, the White Stripes said, uh, we're going to be friends. Yeah. And it's just got a daunting element to it. And mm. it's just like loads of food with the names of like the characters and like ketchup or yeah. little pencil. And it's got the writer there and stuff. Mm. It's just lovely, lovely build up. But yeah. um, you've got Napoleon Dynamite, who's just the most socially awkward heavy breathing um absolutely it always was me as a teenager so yeah <laughs> it's like a girl's partners don't know what to say how do, how do i hide now <laughs> oh. it's absolutely great in regards to the the, the one-liners like mm -hmm. do the chickens have large talons <laughs> yes do they, that do they? Be funny. and uh was it? He's in his classroom and, you know, like, um, he's got um, tots. Tater tots. Yeah, he's tater tots. And someone, one of his mates has gone, give me his tart. He's going, no, get your own tots. So he punches them in the leg and it squashes them. He's going, oh, I feel so left out. I need to watch this film now. Well, not the spoilable. The end bit is the best thing in it. Again, it is a big thing for it. When you watch it, you either sitting there with your mouth open going what the fuck am I watching or is it the dance he is crying oh yeah the dance the dance I've seen it a million times but I've, yeah it's like it always anytime a list comes up of Napoleon Dynamite the dance is always shown but I have no references to where that dance has come from can't hate Chimiroquai amazing that's the thing again another film that's got an amazing soundtrack oh absolutely, absolutely perfect uh, one of me, uh, I need to mention this before we, we move on. But, uh, I love his doodles. He draws like <laughs> Yes. Um, he also um, draws this girl who he wants to ask to the, the, the dance. It's uh, Trisha. Mm -hmm. uh, and does this absolutely horrific uh, portrait of her. And she's just got the shade. And she looks like she's got this guitar. And it's just, <laughs> yeah, uh, it took me like, so many hours to do the shading on your upper lip. And she's like looking at her like... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's the and thing because it's an awkward film, but 
when you're talking about it, we're laughing at that's what makes a good comedy. It's like the memories of that film, it kind of breaks you down. Like I'm nearly in tears here thinking about it. But if I'm gonna go and watch it now, all I'm gonna be thinking of is Kelly's facial expressions. Like I'm that's what's gonna make us laugh more. Exactly. But that's the thing. So you've got something now you'll like relate it to and it probably will mean more more to you because of that. Why do you <laughs> so that's a good pick, oh, good pick. That's Anything good else you wanna add to you're happy that you've Mentioned it. Uh, I really love Kit's girlfriend, La Fonda. La Fonda. <laughs> he's on like he's he's on like internet chat rooms, and I think that's the only thing that's modern about this eighties, nineties like town. Like he's like, oh yeah, I'm on the internet and blah blah blah, blah. and um, he meet like he meets this girl and um, comes to see him, and she's just this absolutely like gorgeous ghetto boxing black chick who's just and he's this skinny like. Nearly right, right. Back, you know, white guy, and she get like them up, and he's like, just oh, all gangster and stuff afterwards as well. <laughs> but she's the one who gives um, Napoleon the tape with canned heat on, Aye. like, and he learns how to dance to do this skit so that Pedro can become president against Summer Wheatley, who's the like, you know, the the, the pop. Well, it just goes to show, you don't have to be popular to be a winner, man. You can be <laughs> It did have a point, it had a meaning. I'm <laughs> right, I mean, Oh my oh, God, I've it. never laughed so much at a film I've never seen. <laughs> See? Oh, I hope it lives up to the... I hope it lives up to it that we'll talk about oh. like that when you do watch it. You'll probably watch it after this. <laughs> I'm going to have the giggles all the way through and then we're running on one. It's like we've just done one. <laughs> it's a comedy podcast. It's fine. We'll, we'll take over oh. Fagmire and Annoyed now if it's fine. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> right. Are we ready to move on? Paul, do you yeah. want to go next? Cool. So, I'm just... I love this film. It... it it, it, it was a bomb when it came out. It, it lost money big style. Um, probably only <laughs> found its home on, <laughs> it only found its home on DVD when it first when it came out after that. Uh, it was 1995. It was directed by the, the man that basically inspired us to do these podcasts, uh, mm. Kevin Smith. Um, it was the most quotable film I've ever seen from my teenage years. I quote yeah. this on anything... Anyone that used to give a shit, I used to say, just because a guy reads comics doesn't mean he can't, uh, can't fight back. Uh, <laughs> it was Mallrats. And Yay! this film, honestly, from start to finish, this, with me being a comic book nerd, I related heavily to this. And again, when I bought the DVD, I know, I found out later on, there's actually two versions of the film. Yep. I have the, the I have the other version, the one with the um the British, the, the British it's the Renaissance Fair or something. Yeah, where the no, it's a yeah. civil war reactment. Civil um, war, that's it. That's it. I have that shoot version. someone and they keep making jokes all the way through, but they cut all it out, yeah. but the left one bit in uh, and the cut parting back and then he goes, Well, you that guy in the advert he turned around and smacks him. But yep. you never really found that out, but that's because he, he accidentally shot someone and was on the news. Because the whole yeah. <laughs> the whole uh, start where he was yeah. it's in the going to go to Florida that wasn't actually in the original film. No, that was filmed after. Yep, I uh, have that version. Yeah, but uh, honestly, this film has so many elements that just brings us joy and laughter. Uh, from like I say, 
uh, the guy, uh, I can't remember his name now, standing there trying to say the, sail, the sailboat, like with the magic eye. Oh, and it's Ethan, uh, it, it, Nate, Ethan Spawley. Yes, I'm trying to think his name in the yep. in the film now. Um, mm -hmm. But and the, when the kids say, "Hey, it's a scooter," and he goes, "Hi, oh, you dumb bastards! It's a sailboat. A scooter is a sailboat." But you know what? The Easter the Bunny Easter isn't real. In tongues, I haven't seen this. Really? Shrieks! The shrieks! I'm like, it's a keyboard. When you watch it, it is you'll feel like right at home if you are like a comic book nerd you will feel right at home because you are that person like yeah. i am brody like that's like i will i can if you argue with us it's going to be in comic book terms it's going to be in nerdy terms and that's how he that's his defense he always uses the comic book terms to like argue back with people um it was obsessed oh, with well, comic that's book, such a uh, good comic, choice like uh, comic book genitalia like he was talking about like the things cock or if superman was shagging lois would he blow yeah would he blow, would he blow back away <laughs> um, <laughs> like say the cast the cast was brilliant like as i said brody is jason lee like say from my yeah. name is earl he was absolutely mm -hmm. like, say i wanted to be brody like say this like the smart alec a dickhead basically uh, always had to be right. I'm female and I wanted to be Brody. <laughs> and also, this is Ben Affleck's first feature film. I don't know if it was his first because he was in Buffy the I'm Vampire Slayer, sure. so I don't know if it was. Um... I think this is his first feature film where he's credited because I don't think he's credited in Buffy. He's mm. not um, he's Buffy yet, the, the film, yeah. no. Right. Because Ben Affleck again played a, a good part in this way, plays a douchebag. Uh, salesperson like Shannon Donnelly uh, from 90210 and Charmed, she was in it. She was played like Brody's girlfriend, ex girlfriend. Um, like I said, could go on, but like I said, the, the stars that you said were pretty much like anyone that you've seen in a TV show or in a film in the 90s were pretty much in. And like I said, Kevin Smith as Silent Bob and Jay Muse and as <laughs> Jay is just like I say, when they start talking about. All the missions to take down the show, and Michael Rock <laughs> is in as a Michael, Michael, Michael Rock is in as well. And uh, do you want to chop a pretzel? Pretzel. The Rock one is amazing. And um, we uh, we got one of if you if you listen to um, any of the Smodcast podcasts, you get tell them Steve Dave from yep. Mallrats because yep. it is Bry and Walt from Tell Them Steve Dave. Mm -hmm. They're just credited as fanboys, but the Kevin Smith's oldest friends and Don they, is, it, as, a, as a like say contestant in the blind in the it's Glenn like, Hicks is he playing? Yeah, Glenn Hicks he's in he's called in this. But if, if Kelly, if you haven't seen it, this is the premise. Like two people went for a break up and they go to the mall where they're having uh -huh. what basically is like blind date with one of the, his ex girlfriends and they go off on this mission to try and win back his girlfriend and just shit happens. Yep. <laughs> that's the, thing. the whole adventure in the mall. <laughs> yeah. the, and it goes for all these different characters and like say you can't help but fall in love with each of them. Mm. Each of them's got so such a personality. Yeah. And every any every single one of them you can see yourself in or see one of your friends in as well. That's what I love about it because it's got so relatable and it's got the best cameo in as well from Stanley. Yep. The man, the man is in it. <laughs> The man is in it, and if you ever listen to Kevin talk about this, and he can spin a yarn on uh, Kevin Stanley for a decade, he will always say that Stanley had to add the line in at the end, where because he's 
Brody is obsessed with sex, basically. <laughs> Anything is absolutely obsessed with it. But Stanley comes in and tries to like get him to look at the romantic side of life yeah. and does this beautiful story about a girl that got away and Stan couldn't do that because Stan's girl didn't get away. He met his wife and within 76 days they were married. Like that's how they, and he, he hated the idea that that was his character. So we added in at the end when um, Jeremy London's character comes up to him and says, did you tell him the story? Like, was it true? And he went, no, of course it wasn't true. I got my girl. <laughs> he had to put that in because he felt he was betraying his wife. <laughs> he, that's how sweet this man actually is. Like he couldn't, he hated the idea that his wife was going to see that and think, oh my God. I'm second best. Was it someone else? <laughs> yes. Oh. Um, but no. Kevin, like, Kevin can talk forever about Stanley, like, and he, it's, it's even featured in Captain Marvel. Yeah. He's oh, reading yeah. the Mallrats script when yeah. he's on the bus. Yeah, on the bus, but yeah. Um, the way I would probably describe this, I know it sounds strange. It is a romantic comedy because it, it is. It, it, it's mm. so, but. It's for the stoner generation. It's for us. Like us, for us, at okay. the time when we were the dropouts, we were at college. We were uh, look, looking for our place, and like I said, the same thing was going on in America at that time. Mm -hmm. And um, like I said, we probably found our own things instead of going to the mall. We went to like say Mr. Blue or uh, like say, Mr. Blue, a bar thirty six. Like I said, even going back to like, oh my God. Me and Bar 36 with old Marlowe's before that. <laughs> but, oh my um, gosh. That's what they did, where we kind of hung, hung about and talked about films and shit and comics. That's what these were doing. And we did. We, in we, a way had, where we, we were having these conversations. But yeah. Like, even we when definitely the, did, because like, we, we the, went to college together. Yeah, oh, no. Like, but the whole thing when I... Like, the bit that broke me, I was crying with laughter is the whole, um, when Brody's telling that story on stage about his, uh, about the plane, the plane going down and how everyone oh, decided the, the, to pull the, the junk out and start whack yeah. off because they all thought oh, they were going right. to crash. And then, um, and then, and then it suddenly <laughs> went out and then they were like, did he, and did he come? He was going, suck shit, man. Some things you don't even talk about. It's like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> it just comes out of nowhere. It's just the most random. It, there's twice that happens. There's a hamster story. Yes. And then there's the plane one. And they're just random stories that come out of nowhere. And um, no, what I was going to say is that we went to college. And on a Tuesday, if you remember this, we used to drop college. We used to get on the bus. And we used to go to Newcastle. And we used to go and sit on the green. And we did that nearly every Tuesday. Yeah. And then we would go down the town on a Tuesday night. We were... <laughs> Because we had our own little tight little group, mm. and yeah, we used that's that was our little mall Jeez. hangout. <laughs> I thought it was so cool being all get emo and shit. <laughs> and speak for yourself, mate. Getting all goth and shit. <laughs> I never went. I didn't. Like... I didn't hit the. I didn't hit the emo face. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> we'll, we'll get some photos out and see, shall we? Do <laughs> Oh my god, there is some available online. Girl phase, I just wore kilts a lot and really <laughs> ironed my hair, so my black hair was down there. I just used to walk around like thinking I was going to kill some oh, students. Wow. Yeah, I thought I was Bless you, I think you're, you're a bit younger than us, so Kelly, aren't you? Like, you're only a young... 35. Yeah, 35. so you're a few years. Yeah. So I'm, I'm 39 this year. <laughs> I'm 38 this year. 
I went to college, uh, was it? I did a year at sixth form and then like totally failed and then went to college. So I was basically the year behind as well. <laughs> it was, yeah, but college was good time. City, City of Sunderland College Posse. We used oh, to go to really? on a Tuesday night. Yeah. And uh, in <laughs> we did, well, we used to go to Liberties on a Tuesday night. Yeah, Liberties before that. Yeah. yeah. Liberties, we yeah. went to Liberties on a Tuesday night. Pilgrim Remember as Liberty well. I? You used to go to Pilgrim as well when um, no one used to be in. You used to just let us play our own music in there. Yeah. Can you remember Liberty Eye though? How smoky it was in Liberties. You always used to get smoke in your eyes and your eyes would always be watering. So we'd class it as Liberty Eye. And you get smoke in pubs, shall we say. Yeah. <laughs> Are we ready to move on? That's my first pick, more rats. Right. So I said mine has a theme. And I'm going to kick it off with the one that you're going to get an idea of what the theme is of my picks. Um, it's from 2004. Mm -hmm. It's directed, <laughs> you're going to have to bear with us on this one. It's directed by Shay, Jay, sorry, Jay Shandereskia. <laughs> yeah. It is Excuse from you. the comedy troupe Broken Lizard. Ah, uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's not what you think it is. It's the other one. It's the comedy slasher Club Dread. I watched it once. It was awful. <laughs> I love this film. It is outrageously terrible. Yeah. It has uh, every horror cliche gone, but it right. still holds up when it comes to the funnies because I find this troupe hilarious. These are these guys are on my level. Oh my god, I, I love this. What was it they did as well? Done in Reno 99, was it? Or, Reno 99 and, and Super Troopers. Beer, beer, beer Fest or something? Um, yeah, Beer Fest. That was like an October Fest one. October, but yeah, yeah, Beer Fest. And they've done Club Super Dread. Troopers 2 and Club Dread. And it has Bill Paxton in it. It has Brittany uh, Daniels in it from Sweet Valley High. Um, <laughs> it's got the guys from Broken Lizard in it as well. Yeah. And it's just, it's cliche it's tacky <laughs> but it's funny yeah i'll admit i'm surprised i got through the film to be honest um i watched it the day i love it <laughs> <laughs> i don't have oh, any memories funny. of it i just remember going what am i watching um did it come out it come out after a scary movie though didn't it it come out after yeah. the, say that type of films yeah. So it's, yeah. it's not a um, it's it's not a it's not a homage to slashes. It's no. a pure piss take of slashes. Yeah. Um, and possibly done not in the greatest taste either. <laughs> but it's still there's just something about it. I don't know if it's just them because I really like them. Like I like mm. that. Like I love Super Troopers, even yeah. though it's not on my list. Um, I do like it, but. It's just, it's just my level of humour. That's like... <laughs> that's what comedy's always good about. Like, say, different people get different things out of it. And that's why I always... Because mm -hmm. to me, I might be wrong here, but I don't think there's been a good comedy film in the last, say, 10 years. That's been brilliant. No, you, like you, can, you are very much wrong. And I haven't put it on my list, so I hope no one's put it on their list. But Spy is one of the greatest comedy films that has ever been released in the last 10 years. And, anyone, and you can fight us. <laughs> and you can fight us on it. Fight us. You can fight me on it because Jason Statham, mm -hmm. playing Jason Statham, 
is just the funniest thing I have ever seen in my life, and it is Melissa McCartney at her very fucking best. But it's not on my list. Right. So I hope it's not on yours either. <laughs> no, I don't think it's going to be on. <laughs> but no, um, <laughs> if you think about, like, say, all the like comedy films, like, like, like 80s King here, um, all the films in the, in the big 80s films were comedies. And, like, say, in the 90s, it started to progress and it changed, but it, it kind of changed how comedies were. Now it's, like, all big budget blockbusters. I don't think many studios are prepared to do a risk on a comedy anymore because it's not no. guaranteed money. I actually always write, I write down me, the Rotten Tomatoes scores. Do you want to know what the Rotten Tomatoes scores are? Oh, well, if this is over 30, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be surprised. <laughs> 29. It's 29. <laughs> <laughs> it's 29, and it deserved every one of that 29. Because for some people, I totally get it. It is it's really bad film, but it's, all, it's so borderline it bad that it's good, and it's funny, and it's just cliche, and... Like the whole Bill Paxton is playing a Jimmy Buffett one of I don't know if wannabe, but he kind of claims he's the first. And the songs that are played throughout it, throughout it, are hilarious. You've mm-hmm. got to really listen to them because they're like that Margaritaville yeah kind of song, but the lyrics are just it's so batshit crazy. Um, I just I find it so funny. I'm telling <laughs> you, you've not seen this one. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm, I'm making, like, in my mind... Make a list. You know, I make the list. Try and... Uh, see, I make the list. I've got the picture of Spider-Man. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm still I'm, disappointed not many people got involved with that. I'm still got it about. I, I was very upset about that because this, I timed three minutes. Save me. And I was just... I, I took special care on the head. And then run out of arm space and time. But no, I made the list of all the stuff that, because I'm hoping it might actually reignite a love for comedy. Because as I say, my go to for films is existential stuff, like, you know, films where no happens. Mm. <laughs> like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind and stuff like that. <laughs> Little Miss Sunshine, I could watch that. Yeah. I love Little Miss Sunshine, oh, and I didn't, oh, I, I didn't put on my list. <laughs> Little Miss Sunshine is one of my go-to's sad oh. films. Like, if I'm sad, I put Little Miss Sunshine on and Grown Ups. Don't judge me. But I do, <laughs> like, they're, they're the two films, like, I would put on and watch when I'm feeling sad. Yeah. I it's haven't put them so on the list. No. It's so mm-hmm. awful. Like, I'm not going to talk about it, but it's, those are my sort of films. So when yeah. I thought, and I was just like, <laughs> we thought that, when we, me and Sam talked about it, we thought we'll, we'll pick someone easy because like I say we don't know like say because with it being your first time we think oh comedies anyone can talk about comedies but yeah. it, it is apparently not <laughs> yeah, it, is, it is quite hard <clears throat> but yes yeah. Love Dread that is well, you yeah, always do surprises with a few of your picks so that one's totally caught as left field there so well done <laughs> there you go there's my number one pick so Kelly, we're back to you. Right. Um, I was discussing this with my brother earlier on, so I was saying like about comedies, because I spoke to him about it, and he was like, oh, comedies, bro. he just loves comedy films. And I mentioned uh, this pick, and he was just like, it's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> I remember uh, watching it as a child. Um, I used to um, get babysat by a next-door neighbour. And she used to put this on for us, and if I wasn't paying attention to it, she'd threaten, i put Back the Future on! And I used to think that was boring, so I'd be like, no, leave this on! <laughs> um, 1988, oh. um, it, as soon as the Geffen Company pops up, mm-hmm. 
you know what it is. It's Beetlejuice. Oh Be- my God. Is, I absolutely, it has shaped my humour and from being... Paul, is it on your list? It was my next pick. Just before we start talking, probably, just before we start talking, I've got something I'm going to try and do. So I'll see if this works. Because I was going to do it this way. <laughs> so did that come through? Yep, I can hear it. I don't know if anyone else could hear it, but I can hear it. <laughs> if not, if not, they just watch us dancing for a few minutes to nothing. <laughs> Uh, so I wasn't going to mention the name of the film. I was just going to say, can you guess the film and play the, play the oh, song? You, it was the way you put your head down. I knew that you had it. I knew it was on your list. <laughs> I was like, oh. Mentioned this to my brother and I was just like, oh. And he went, it's not even funny. I was just like, I was not funny. <laughs> I, I, what? But I think, like, as I say, I, I remember watching this probably uh, far too young than I should have watched it. And um, I only really got appreciation of it is, like, when you actually understood yeah. the yeah, human. Definitely. You've got there, <laughs> got here, clueless newly deads try to haunt <laughs> bizarre NY socialites out of their home, but need an undead sex pest to help out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the- perfect, yep. And what a description! Undead sex pest. I love it. Yeah, undead sex pest. Um, and it really. Uh, I remember as like a child. There's a picture of me at Christmas, and I've got like a naked Barbie because you always used to lose Barbie's clothes. And um, I had a, a Beetlejuice action figure where the head came off, and he had a shrunken head, and he used to spin. Mm. Yeah. They were my stable toys. You know what I mean? I was just like, I loved, loved Beetlejuice. Um. And this basically blossomed uh, a Tim Burton obsession uh, yeah. from, from that. Um, I watched it before um, Nightmare Before Christmas came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember getting Nightmare Before Christmas on VHS because I knew that was Tim Burton. And, mm-hmm. and I think that I got that age seven or eight, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. It I think it's either, I think when it comes to Tim Burton, it's either you fall in love with Nightmare Before Christmas or it's Beetlejuice. It, like they put the, either one of them leads you to the, to, to the, the Tim Burton yeah. obsession. Yeah, definitely. But for a cast, the cast for this, like, brilliant. Michael Keaton, Winona Reiner, Gina Davis, uh, Alec Baldwin, uh, Catherine, Catherine O'Hare, O'Hara. and again, yeah. um, 80s actor as well, Jeffrey Jones, who doesn't didn't do much work after the 80s. But do let's you... not talk about Jeffrey Jones. The the better. <laughs> he's not. He's not a good person. Right. Okay. <laughs> he's not a good I think I think I'm talking about the right person he was the guy from Stay Tuned it's the dad isn't it he was the one uh, in Howard the Duck as well wasn't it? So. he is not a good I don't think he's a good person I think All if right. you google him he's, he's uh, he doesn't work for a reason right okay <laughs> <laughs> okay we're not going to go to the Me Too moment for that one so that's fine <laughs> nope 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 nope, nope. Before that, you know, the, uh, the, when she says Beetlejuice, he throws the zip on the world. There's so many, like visually, visually this film is brilliant. Like I, I hadn't seen a film like this 
like that looks wise before in my life like uh, the colours um, even how dark it was things like the set pieces everything was done so well like even like uh, say Winona Ryder and the red wedding dresses stuff that striking the costumes are unreal but they also had nightmare fuel as well like the whole dinner scene when the hands come up or um, oh, I wish I could have gotten them sandworms sandworms my yeah, god sandworms <laughs> worm <laughs> But can you believe though, after this, the stuff that they brought out, like said, as you said, the figure range, but they brought out a Beetlejuice cartoon. That was, yeah. was only shit with. But yeah, like said, <laughs> as a, a kind of like horror comedy, because that's what it was. It was like kind of like a, a horrority, shall we say? Without a condom. That's a good one. <laughs> but um, I think that started off my obsession with Winona Ryder as well, because like after I watched Beetlejuice, I kind of watched Heathers um, <laughs> and, and, and stuff like that. But Wow, I'd say, as you said, as a film that when I watched as a kid, I didn't quite get it, but I knew I liked it, if that makes sense. Yeah. And the musical numbers, because there's two musical numbers in that, like the end bit, like, say, say, Serona, do your body line. Because everyone <laughs> wanted to do that. I bet everyone wanted to dance. Like, everyone could think I would do that if I had ghosts around the house. Um, and also... <laughs> Wasn't that the closing song of Chambers? Wasn't yes, that like I the, think so. The, that was the, the going home song. Yeah, yeah. that was the going home <laughs> song of Chambers. You used to play that and you were like, right, it's time to go home. <laughs> I mean, th- what I like about the film, it's not a laugh out loud no. comment don't think, right? Mm. Um, but there are just certain things that are absolutely hilarious, like when, uh, you know, they find that, um, and the hand boots recently deceased, and they find that, you know, like, get in touch with Beetlejuice sort of thing, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. bio he'll help you out. And um, it's just one of the funniest things is what, that just cracks me up is um, when he goes on that rant, and I'm like, uh, was it, and I've seen the extras to hundreds of them times. <laughs> And it keeps getting. <laughs> I just said it's the attention. It's the attention. To, it's the attention to detail that's so good as well. Like how they distract uh, Beetlejuice. We'll just get a little whorehouse. <laughs> girls, yes. girls, oh girls. My like... God. <laughs> and he's covered in pro. He's covered in like spikes. Yeah, because they're trying yeah. to carry him about and stuff like that. But uh, but. I know it sounds strange because it's it's such a weird film, but it's such a feel good film as well. Yeah, it Cause, is. Cause, like, cause in a way, because the whole is it's about family and feeling that you belong to something. Yeah, but yeah, don't I you feel that, that yeah. she at the end is? But don't you feel at the end that she's kind of like left her family and gone to the ghost family? Like she's yeah. more attracted to the ghost family than her own family. And it's like, uh-huh. what's a bit sad? <laughs> You're like you feel more for the dead than the living which is really a quite a deep sort of message because i mean you absolutely come to hate the socialites and how they are used in um you know the maitlands when they're like kind of bringing them back from the dead but they're rotten yeah yeah and how oh well we don't know what we do, uh, uh, and it's just like just so so they, they get like more money and like you know mm-hmm. all this all, all about value, well, i think yeah but growing up, I so wanted to be uh, Catherine O'Hara's character more than anything in the world. <laughs> Probably still do right now. Um, she was Wonder beautiful Pose. in that film, though. She was absolutely stunning. That woman is absolutely stunning. Like, I don't want to say even today, but like 
she is just beautiful woman and i love the fact that in Shit's creek she uses a, she is very tim burton inspired in her costumes they still continue on in her career and it has nothing to do with tim burton but mm -hmm. moira rose monochromic uh, outfit she wears is just she even has a tim burton style umbrella she has the black and white umbrella it, it yeah it is she honestly watching Shit's creek is just a, a joy just to watch if nothing else but to watch moira and her costumes because they are exactly like they were when she was in Beetlejuice. Yeah. I Last love that woman. And I'll always yeah. say this got, as well with Beetlejuice because like there's a lot of films that I'll, I always want more, want sequels and because like say you, you love them. I do not want one. For I this. do not want a sequel to Beetlejuice. No. I'm happy with what I got. I think that yeah. story was told and done to the point where I don't need any more. I was no. I got happy closure with that film and Yep. Do not uh, remake it. Yeah. Do not do a sequel. Mm -mm. <laughs> No, no. there uh, was it the waiting room that's yes. one of me a humorous uh, place that waiting room uh, i love the smoking man <laughs> yeah i tell you what, it, uh, not about the waiting room or um one of my friends yeah. beth River, uh, beth connor now uh yeah halloween she dresses up um like does she plans it for like six months. She went as Miss Argentina one year and it was breathtaking. The like literally head to toe painted in the colours. Ah. Get Beth to put one of the photos up because she is amazing. Beth and Paul's wife, Nick, really go all out when it comes to Halloween costumes. Nick's pulled some spectacular yeah, ones yeah. before. Kelly uh, moved up there as well. But uh, I, I can still remember it because she, she just she told us that she was thinking it. And I know... There's been two that's been amazing, like the Miss Argentina, and she done the woman from Mars Attacks one year with the big yeah. beehive. Oh, she looks um, amazing. She always does, like, she spends, like, not like a couple of quid, she spends hundreds of pounds on her outfits as well. But uh, I'll see if I can get a picture for that. I'll try and get them, but honestly. Get her to put them up, because Beth's costume whoever is says, amazing. Whoever says Beetlejuice isn't a comedy, they're wrong. Similar. Yeah, I'm going to tell my Oh, so that was a joint pick there, Kelly. <laughs> it's going to happen. I think I knew I didn't pick it because I knew you would pick it. This is how it's getting now. We're like eleven episodes in, and no. we're, starting to, we're starting to figure it out. Like I know I can't pick this because he'll pick it. Yeah, that's like I think, how it was the, I think the 80s one through us because that would have been in my choice in the 80s, but I was expecting you to pick it, and you were expecting me to pick it. So that was only yeah. that. and then we didn't pick them at all. <laughs> Yep. So we didn't. No, right. I was really so annoyed that time. I was really annoyed about it. <laughs> so user just had a joint second one. So I'll do my second one, and I'm gonna go with possibly one of my favorite favorite films. Even though it didn't even make the favorite list because I knew I would use it again at some. I would need to use it again at some point. This feels very fitting. Um, it's from 1992. It's directed by Robert Zemeckis. It stars the amazing Goldie Horn and Meryl Streep. It's oh. Death Becomes Her. I was gonna choose that, but I didn't. <laughs> it said it said in the title black comedy fantasy film. So because yeah. it had comedy in there, uh, it was getting on my list. That definitely is a comedy. It's a very dark comedy, but there's definitely it's very femme fatale and beautifully Class. filmed. 
mid yeah. I actually have some I actually have some facts. I have a fact oh. if you'd oh. want to know my fact. So oh, this film is often said by fans it is an extended episode of Tales from the Crypt. Mm. And it's won an Oscar, but it won an Oscar for best visual effects. Mm-hmm. Robert Zemeckis also won an Oscar for the same thing, same visual effects on Who Framed Roger Rabbit and Forrest Gump. Oh, right. there you go. They're my facts. They're my <laughs> interesting facts. <laughs> I remember seeing this when I was younger, and I don't think I got it originally. So I kind of went, oh, didn't quite sit with I think when I was older and watched it again, I've realized how brilliant it is and the performances are beautiful. Beautiful. Like say uh, Glenn Close and Goldie Hawn. Glenn Close? Glenn Close? Not Glenn Close, sorry. Meryl Streep. (laughs) 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 They're the same actors. (laughs) Very different. (laughs) (laughs) Very different. This is one of my me me and my sister have like if I had to do a list on mine like I pick a subject for a list. Mine and my sister's favorite films. This would be one of them because mm-hmm. we quote this all the time, and um, we always saw ourselves as a Helen and a Madeline. But mm-hmm. now, growing up, we're more. I said this to her the other day. I was like, Do you, "I always see you as Madeline," mm-hmm. and she goes, "Really?" Because I now see myself as Liza, as um, what do you call it, Isabella Rossellini. I was like, that's who I want to be. I want to be Isabella Rossellini. I don't want to be Madeleine Ashton or Helen Sharp anymore. I, just, I don't think in the film they didn't want to be the man at the end. <laughs> this is, it's one of the, it's, it's heavily done with practical effects. However, it is one of the films that first used the VFX technology that you see a lot in cinema today. And it's also a lot of trigger of the eye as well, especially mm-hmm. with the hole in the stomach and yeah. how she sat down with it. Got this, but VFX was never, never had been used before. And I read when I was doing some research that Meryl Streep hated doing it, mm-hmm. it because it, it never, now it's, it's normal. Yeah. Working with green screen and working like the, the when she's walking backwards, that's all done on green screen. Mm-hmm. Um, that it wasn't oh, that normal. Head, at that that point. Head, oh, I'm just getting feelings in my neck. Kelly, who are you? Is a it's bad when she, <laughs> it's when she falls down the stairs and she goes, <laughs> and you hear it. It's like, oh, it's a crack. Right through you. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was, but it was just so fascinating to read because you know me, I love practical effects. So I needed to know, mm-hmm. going into talking about it, how much was done by practical effects. And it, it was a lot, yeah. quite a lot, like especially the neck bit. Oh, no, I, 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 remember, I remember watching the making of it a few years ago mm-hmm. and they showed Meryl Streep like it was heavily prosthetics like how they got mm-hmm. it to look and it was amazing they'd done it but I, I still think as well the stand, one of the standout performers in that and he just probably doesn't get the credit is Bruce Willis because it is oh, really hilarious 100%, 100% agree with you on that one I'm going to be very bitterly angry with Hollywood if they to redo this like they're oh, talking about they can't they can't, they can't redo it yeah with lady gaga playing isabella rossellini's oh. part and hathaway as one of the um oh. helen Oma. no no hollywood get some <laughs> new fucking ideas and stop stealing from the past and desecrating classics but that's the thing i can understand certain films to remake because like 
you can do a sequel to Halloween. It makes sense because it's like just a, a, a continuity. But yeah. Yeah. To, to fully remake a film that's not broken, like, like no. for example, remake The Goonies doesn't make sense. Remake Back to the Future doesn't make sense. Nope. It's fair enough. I've heard of these ideas. <laughs> <laughs> it makes you itchy, doesn't yeah. it? It makes you itchy. Uh -huh. but the, the, this is it, though. Hollywood's run out of ideas. A franchise, I totally get because mm. you, it's it's already got one, two, three. Do you know what? You can change it around, and and how many times is Halloween being changed? Yeah. and rebooted and redone this is a standalone on its own it does not and it's perfect yeah there's mm. nothing wrong with this film the only the only thing that i picked up on and now i can't not see it when i watch it now is helen's stomach when she's got the hole in her stomach right you see uh -huh. it, you you see all the way through it it's when you know the shadows when the uh -huh. shadows when helen turns to the side she's got doesn't have a hole in her stomach anymore and it that bugs me and i cannot not unsee it now <laughs> so she if her shadow would have been you would have seen the hole going through yeah yeah you don't yeah i cannot not unsee it uh, it's a tiny well, little it's, it's a tiny little detail well as you said that's a perfect film that 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 ends in the, in the right way as well <sighs> like oh. the fall down the stairs because it's done in such a hilarity and it's like quite fitting for the characters and how they've been mm -hmm. living as well. It's like a good comeuppance. Like there's like it's a good ending, I think. Yeah. I love it. Like, I absolutely love it. Being spray painted every few seconds. It's like we need to go to the hardware stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's the noise at the end as well where she's when she's dangling off the stairs and she grabs it and she just goes, Oh, it's what made me kill her do it all the time. <laughs> It's one of the most go-to noises we have if we're like exaggerating something. That probably is one of my regrets as well. Now looking back on my list, I don't have a Goldie Horn film on there. You regretted this in the eighties as well when yeah. we did the eighties list. You regretted not doing a Goldie Horn film then. No, no I, um, I think it was more to do with like some of the because I'm still pissed that I've done eighties films and Tom Hanks and John Candy and shit wasn't even mentioned. So yeah, I'm still still sore about them, but. Uh, it's it's crazy, but yeah, when you think about like say Goldie Horn, like the film she's been in, like when you talk about comedies, like say Staples like Private Benjamin, like uh, yeah. Wildcats, uh, Overboard, <laughs> Overboard, <laughs> which the fucking remade and it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just love that my... Overboard where he made fuzz in the shoes and dude, dude, oh that it, man. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is, is that the dream you want the closet now? Oh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I need us trainers. All your funny trousers, great. Oh. <laughs> what you need to do is go on a boat, get over, yeah. and find a bloke who to make it for you. See? Oh, well, no, if, if Kurt Russell's the one who's going to be pulling us out of the water, I'll be, I'll be fine. I'll do it. Absolute beauty. Oh. Yeah. Do you want to know the Rotten Tomatoes score before we move on? That's got to Go be high. It. It's got to be 80s or 90s. Fuck off. No, nope. no. Nah. 53. Shut up. No, nah. 53%. It is the only film that Meryl Streep has not been nominated for an Oscar for. Wow. I know. That surprised me that. Yep, that was 53%. It did not do commercially well. It's done well as a cult classic. 
So there you go. That's my number two pick. I think a lot of the new um, the new viewers have because it's recently been on Netflix, hasn't it? So I think a lot of the young people is actually starting to pick it up now. So possibly, but I'm surprised at the score. Yeah, yeah that, that's yeah. a good shout. Good pick there. So that's my number two. So we're going to go to Kelly for her number three. Ooh, right, another uh, oldie. <laughs> well, I say oldie. 90s. Gotta love the 90s. Um, this came out in 1999. Directed by a chap called Rodman Flender. And basically, the reason I picked this up... Do you remember Music Zone? Yes, yeah. in the town, yeah. Yeah, we're all and I was just like, and it looks good. And it had uh, one of my crushes mm -hmm. on the cover, Devon Sawa 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 Devon Devon Sawa. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is Idle Hands. Oh. oh, I actually had this on my horror list and took it off for something else. <laughs> yep, Idle Hands is on my horror list originally, and I took it off for something else. I love this film this it's is such a good funny. choice ah uh, fuck yep. it's just it's, so funny if you think of a it good cast been. as well you don't realize who's in that film that's absolutely amazing the cast and it wasn't even a big release was it no 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 um i mean you've got seth green and there jessica alva mm -hmm. um, the Fox. yeah and it's it's absolutely mint um and I just remember watching it and being quite scared at the beginning. Yeah. Yes. With the, 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 because I hate like, um, I don't know, I remember watching Gremlins as a child and I remember getting really upset when she was attacked by the Christmas tree because I thought she was nice. <laughs> and she didn't deserve it. Didn't you deserve know what being I mean? attacked by the Christmas tree, bless her. <laughs> you know? Uh, but uh, I have the mum and the dad who just really liked to, decorate everything for Halloween. I'm like, these are good, wholesome people. Yes. And they get killed. These are my, yes. These are my people. Under the bed. I'm under the bed. And I just think it's hilarious that their son doesn't realise for like seven days that they're dead. <laughs> yeah, what a dick. Like, what he's a real dick. Being really stoned. But the whole premise of the film, basically because of him being such a lazy little twat, is he's, um, the devil took over his hand. <laughs> Absolutely, it has some corker of like lines to quote as well. Some really good, like quotable lines. This was a film. This was film definitely of its era. Like it was, it was just at the right time. And it again, it's like Mallrats. When you watch it, you feel at home. Like you know these people. You possibly are these people. Like you totally get it. It's a home film. I love this. This is such a good choice. I really like this. Oh, it works just, on two fronts. It works as a horror film and it works as a comedy film as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Because the thing two is, when two I'm, for the price of one. <laughs> yeah, thinking comedies, this jumped straight out. Because it cause it just, I rewatched it, of course, and I was just absolutely pissing myself laughing. My favourite bit, it's just really like, but <laughs> I just think it's hilarious. It's when he gets scared and he pushes the dog. The dog. <laughs> <laughs> and the dog <doctor. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> it's so tiny. This this yep. like pushed up. Now he's hugging the dog like, oh my god, she and me dog. And I'm like, that's so funny. Oh, the guy who keeps playing Motley Crue, the oh. metal guy. Um, oh. he is the kid 
from Event Horizon right. who gets his skin turned inside out. Right. It breaks my heart whenever I see him on screen because Event Horizon got oh. me in a place that I have never been to before. Like it wasn't just fear, it was it was past fear. Mm. Yeah, it really got really got to us. So whenever I see him on screen, I'm like, oh, <laughs> I remember what happened. <laughs> Are you all right? <laughs> I still remember it, but I think the thing that stands out with me, and like when I, when I think about Idle Hands, the scene that jumps out is the offspring on stage, and when he's yes. singing, and the hand goes rips off his like, and you, and you see his brains, you don't really expect it. Good fun. But um, fun. So that that was always the thing. But like I said, it did, uh, it's gonna sound weird, but it did have strong Buffy the Vampire vibes as well. When I, when you watch it, but not the not yeah. the film, but the more of the TV show. Oh, see, I would have thought you meant the film. I get the I, it's the the, the End scene, yeah, like reminds in the, in the, in the, lot, yeah. In the gym, but the yeah, whole, like, yeah, Scooby Gang, the friends fighting the monsters of the week. It felt like a, a like a, especially having Seth Green there as well, like a Buffy episode. But Seth yeah. Green again, he was brilliant in that film. Like, see, he was oh. with the sharp jokes mm. and like, say, uh, the face <laughs> <laughs> comes out of the wall and he's not, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> with the bottle on his head as well, like, say, the sticking out. Oh, we've lost Kelly. Oh, damn it. No, you oh, haven't. There we are. <laughs> what the hell happened? It's idle hands. It's taken over you. <laughs> the oh, hands in the room. taken over. <laughs> Wait, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am so happy you picked this. Best um, bit. The knitting. You sit knitting. I'm like, you wholesome bugger. Sitting knitting. Yeah. Good lad. Idle hands. You know, get, get them unidle. And then you've got the cops. And uh, what I love about the cops, uh, one of them is a uh, fool out of uh, the people under the stairs. Oh, he is! I love that film. Gonna get you! Um, I am so glad I've got someone else who loves it. People under the stairs is one of my go-tos. I love it. Absolutely so great. Yeah, and <laughs> God, cuff me, cuff me, cuff me in the leg, drop the dead nails, and just like. <laughs> oh, it's just, it's beautiful, and these two mates are sitting there going, <laughs> yeah. Oh, when he tries to cut his own hand off with the cheese grater, and it just like, oh. bends, and it's like, <laughs> and when it's microwave, and they want to make burritos, and they let the hand oh. and the burritos, and it's oh. just like, the burritos. <laughs> and they could eat it anyway. It made me, it made me not want to eat. <laughs> made me not want to eat Mexican food for a very long time. <laughs> oh, absolutely, Vince. Absolutely cracking. That is a brilliant choice. I'm so happy that's actually getting a mention on here. I did. It scribbled out on my horror one because I picked something else over it because I thought I, I will be able to use this again. But yeah. I love that you picked that. That's great. <laughs> So, are we happy to move on to the next pick? Then? Yep, let's move on. Let's move so on. So, this is my number three. Um, mm -hmm. From Kelly's moving around. <laughs> yeah, I think a charger likes. I think that's why uh, we like. Oh. Oh, there's one of my dogs. Oh, hi. He's <laughs> like, who do, who do, who's that? Who's that? So, yeah, don't mind me. I'm just uh, changing scenery, getting a charger. Cool. So, uh, funny enough, cool. mine's from 1988. Right. So, it's an 80s film. So uh -huh. I'll start with the Rotten Top Tomato score because I I don't think we'll get a higher score than this. Currently in Rotten Tomatoes, it's at ninety seven percent. Oh, one of mine is one below at ninety six. 
Right. So oh. this is classed as a family comedy and it stars probably one of my favourite actors, uh, Tom Hanks, and it's big. <gasps> oh, and my. this film, it, it's everything for us. It, like, it, makes us, it makes us cry, it makes us, like say, um, like laugh like hysterically and like say you fall in love with all the characters you, you can relate again relate to certain elements and the idea of like say when you when you first watched this you probably were around about the same age as Josh yes. Baskin uh, as, as he was called in the film and you like it's one of them things where you were not tall enough to be on the roller coaster you're not cool enough never had that issue being a tall person, <laughs> never had that issue. Uh, see, I'm only 5'9", I've always been a short ass, so that's always fine. But but, see, I'm 5'9", um, I'm five, I'm five but 5'9", for a girl, is pretty tall. I, like, literally, I am 70%, probably 80% leg. So I've never had, never had the issue of being, of being too big for a roller coaster. We've lost her again. Oh, for God's sake. She's back. There we'll She's go. back. Like, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. I'm just trying to charge it off things in my room. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, who directed this? So the director, just kind of... It's um, Penny Marshall. Penny Marshall. Penny Marshall yes. is from Hocus Pocus. Mm -hmm. You know the devil? The devil yep. and his wife? That's Penny Marshall. All right. Shut up. <laughs> Yep, and I heard that the person who plays her husband is her brother. <laughs> that nice is and wholesome! Nice. Yep. <laughs> but again, like say, as, as, as I said, as you're growing up, that whole, like say, mystic element of Zoltan, uh, like say, getting the card and then waking up and terrifying his poor mother and like thinking he'd been kidnapped and how the police didn't search him out and find him was, was always a little bit surprising when I get older now, but for someone who has no qualifications and suddenly become expert in toys and having a job making toys and playing with toys, that was always like the thing I wanted to be at as a kid and thought, I could do that, I want to do that. And again, <laughs> like I said, just as a funny side of things, it was the first time I saw a woman in a bra. <laughs> so <laughs> at that age when so yeah, so it was like all about sexually awakening and stuff like that with being big. But <laughs> what it be? That's like <laughs> that's what that's what you're gonna use as yeah. Oh my god! The first time seeing a seeing a bra was like say, quite a quite a revealing thing that you didn't say that at that age. Oh my god! Especially gosh. in a kids' film. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but no, like say, I think it's a really sweet film as well because it like say, it's about friendship more than anything else and how his mate like say looks after him and like realizes it. But to me, the best scene ever is the piano scene. Oh, and everyone who's seen it has always wanted to do it. If you see, if you walk into a toy shop and they've got there, yeah. I bet yeah, every single one of them has, has, has tried to do the chopsticks Definitely. on it. You, even when you, even as like you, even regardless if you're standing on it, when anyone hits a piano who can't play it, chopsticks is the first thing that they're going to do because it's so easy. Like <laughs> everyone does it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is a good choice, but um, the kid, his friend, mm -hmm. was in nearly every 80s film. Yeah. And where's he gone? <laughs> where's he gone? He was so big. Like, no pun intended, but, but he was. The thing is, though, it's always with the child actors, though. They're, they're cute when they're at a certain age and when they get so old. Um, like, say, 
well, you don't really see me yeah. hearing Joe Osmond anymore as well, do you really? Yes, He's weird Kevin, looking out, like. Kev, yeah. Kevin Smith cast some. Yes, but Kevin Smith doesn't make good films anymore, but let's be honest. Uh, that, that, that's the, we'll have to agree to disagree on that one. Have to agree to disagree, because I love everything he does, even Tusk. <laughs> yeah, There's a bit that breaks my heart like and uh, it's just Tom Hanks just encapsulates even though obviously being a, a very tall bloke um, and it's his first night in the motel and he yeah. hears all the and the, the shouting <laughs> and he's curled up on his bed and you just think oh god you just feel for him like he doesn't yeah. he's on he's only a kid yeah and just oh it, that used to break my heart watching it but we've all you know, been through that as well because I know like say when we, when you first move out of home and you live in your house thing, but it's not that same experience where it's like as scary as that. But you yeah. do get that fear. So you, it, again, yeah. it's quite relatable. With like, say, it's quite as I said, a coming of age like story. He does grow up a lot, and breaks my heart as well as when he realizes he wants to go back to his mom. That's ex- yep. That's what I was he, just about to say. That's the, that's the heartbreaking bit. It's when he just goes to her. I want to go home. Yeah. Like, oh, oh God! It's <laughs> oh, it's so lovely. And then he's in his suit and he's yeah. little, his suit, little, little. And she realised she's been a pedophile and she's going, "Oh shit, I'm yeah. in trouble now." <laughs> <laughs> she just realised I should run from here. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't do anything. She was good. And <laughs> can we all remember the song though? Oh. Shimmy, shimmy, bop, shimmy, bop, shimmy, 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 bow. I know the moves, but not the song. <laughs> Ice cream soda with vanilla on the top. Ooh, shut up. I made it. I said it. I stole my mama's credit. I'm cool. I'm hot. Suck me in the something one more time. Don't know the words. Yeah, see, it's, it's a film that when you talk about, you can't help but smile. Yeah, I think that's 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 that, that to me is always like the, the, the thing of a good film, and yeah. even if like say, well even a bad film you can smile at, but this one it's a genuine like you say it's, it makes you feel warm inside I think. Yeah, cool. it's so it has its, it's it has its warm and fuzzy moments. It's cool. a good choice. Good so choice. Bad. <laughs> right, what number are we on? Number three. You're on the number Four. three now. Yes. Three. Um. Okay. Okay, so it is again. I've got I've got a theme going on. I've said <laughs> it many times now, and this is just going to cement that even further. This is from two thousand and four. It scored ninety two percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. It is part of a trilogy. It is part of the Canetto trilogy. <laughs> it is directed by Edgar Wright. It is Shaun of the Dead. <gasps> And I watched it this afternoon, and that, that film is, is still that is my favorite of the Cornetto tri- trilogy as well. Yeah, to be mine yeah. too. Mine mm-hmm. too. I love World's End. Anne th- loves Hot Fuzz, and we watched that this afternoon, um, all because we, it, we we always we always just ended end a sentence with "they're great or good." <laughs> it is one of the. It is not a parody film like some mm. other horror comedies it is a pure love letter to George Romero to the point where he absolutely he loved it so much he got them in yeah is it land of the dead um he got it he got a special viewing for him to to, because there was there was that 
bothered about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this because of, I'm a huge Spaced fan. Mm-hmm. One of my favourite TV programmes. Yeah. And it reminds me so much of that universe. And yeah. especially like small little details like the video game. Mm-hmm. Sean plays Resident Evil. Not Sean, yes. Tim plays Resident mm-hmm. Evil in Spaced. And I just, I love Simon Pegg and Nick Frost in regardless, but this really shows you the level of their friendship. Like, mm-hmm. I believe them two are like this off, off screen. Off screen like, yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. that's how they are. I love that, um, that Jessica Haynes, who is Daisy in Spaced, is, even though she's not in it majorly, mm-hmm. she's still there. And yeah. I just remember we were watching, we were watching the day and Anthony went, oh, Daisy saves the day. <laughs> and the pair of us both looked at each other and goes, Daisy Steiner wins. <laughs> if you're a look Spaced the, fan, the, you know what that means. Yeah. If you look at the cast of it, though, as well, it was who's who's of oh, good the, God, the comedians yeah. who were on, like, say, BBC or Channel 4 comedy around that time. Like, say, Reese, Dillam- uh, Reese from the League of Gentlemen was in it. Oh, um, Reese Shea-Smith. Reece Love Reece that look. He's, um, he's literally like a walk-in part. He is the alternate <laughs> version of their oh, group. Yeah. Yes, um, but you've yes. got Dylan Moran, oh, Bill Knightley, yeah, Bill Nye, sorry, uh, Kate Ashfield, Lucy Davis, mm-hmm. who was fantastic in this. Like, I only ever knew her as Dawn Tinsley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she was so quiet and meek in the office. And then she's like this little firecracker. <laughs> She's just, I absolutely love her in Shaun of the Dead. Um, but my favourite character, and he's not even in it, he's in it for two seconds, is Rafe Spall. Because anytime we, sometimes me and Anthony answer the phone, we go, all right, mate. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's work, Rafe Spall works in the shop um, <laughs> as Noel. And he's just, he, he literally just has that one line where he's going, all right, mate. And that's how me and Ant answer the phone to each other. It's so good. I love him, but I love, and I love the fact that the, the character, the people, the, not the characters, but the actors, the, the majority are in all three of the Cornet trilogy. Yeah. yeah. Um, Martin Freeman is in mm-hmm. all three of them. Yeah. Um, love Martin Freeman. Um, <laughs> Rip, now we were trying to work out is Rafe Spall in World's End, and I don't think he is, but he is definitely in Shaun of the Dead, and he is definitely in Hot Fuzz because he plays one of the Andes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Bill Nighley is mm-hmm. in all three. Mm-hmm. Um, Dylan Moran, no, he was just in this one. Yeah. Lucy Davis and Kate Ashfield were just in this one. Jessica Haynes, I think, was just in this one as well. Oh, I don't think she was in any others as well. I don't think she was in the other ones, but I think th- we were thinking Shaun of the Dead is not very far off the end of space. Like, there's not, it's not mm-hmm. a big time gap. So maybe yeah. she, she, what she had moved on at that point because she's done loads since Spaced. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry what if a- you can hear the ice cream van. What, <laughs> what timing? <laughs> 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 it's a very quotable film as well, Sean. The Dead, like you got red on you. Yes. <laughs> Cock it. Yeah. And the best one, which gets used in my house a lot, can I get any of you a drink? I'm not going to say the C word. 
um, I've already been pulled up for the amount of times I swear, so I'm not going to say it short. <laughs> yep, that is one of my favourites. And it's just, it's Edgar Wright, it, mm -hmm. it Edgar Wright's best. Like, yeah. we've watched Ant-Man, watch Shaun of the Dead, and you can see where Edgar Wright's influence in Ant-Man takes place because it is very much spaced in Shaun of the Dead. Like, it's it's that his universe mixed into his script that they did use in Ant-Man. It's just fantastic. Shaun of the Dead is just, it's timeless. Mm -hmm. They, I don't think it'll, there'll never not be a time where that it wouldn't be good. Oh. Like it's, it's not. And I love the fact that they use tires. If you're a spaced fan, tires is one of the best characters. The funniest episode they did was the nightclub one when you get introduced to tires. He's a zombie in it, dressed in his, his uh, cycling gear, because mm -hmm. that's what he did for a living. And all the zombies that are in that bit there, in that bit there, like I'm pointing <laughs> to the outside of the pub, <laughs> are all twins. Mm. Oh, I think I've because seen this. Because it was, they used a lot of twins because it was easier to shoot as they were coming round, so it was continuity. Yeah. yeah. So but, clever. It was always well done. Like, as, as, as again, uh, we've worked out your theme that like yours is horror comedies now. So yes, no, but because I don't, I had to be realistic in the picks that I choose. Like I mm. didn't want to put, I don't want to put me sad films on there yeah. because me sad films are comedies, but the sad, the me sad films for a reason, <laughs> and I don't watch them when I'm in the greatest headspace. Like. Little Miss Sunshine. I'll tell you my list. It goes Little Miss Sunshine, Grown Ups. Fucking love Grown Ups. I think it's absolutely. It honestly brings a smile to my face every time I watch it. Just go with it. And um, what do I expect when expecting? They are my sad films. I will watch them if I'm in a really bad. So we're bad not going to do I a will, sad film list then. Let's not do a sad film list because I've just I've just spoiled it. But <laughs> I had to go with. I had to go with what I watch. I watch yeah. horror. I watch horror comedies, and mm. yep, that's me theme, horror comedy. No, that's fine. Yeah, that yeah it, you, you go with what, that's why I always say, when we do the lists on the Facebook group, people always say, oh, why can't you just pick 10, why can't you just, because it's harder to do it, <laughs> harder to break it down this way, and but it's, yeah. not just picking the, it's, it's easy to pick five films that you like, but then talk about them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's the hard thing, well, that's, that's why you've I always You've got to be able to hold a conversation with them. Yeah. I always Definitely. struggle with the ones that have memories and the one I can tell a story about and the ones that are, like, say, mean the most. So yeah. it comes across a bit better I, as well, I think. But yes, but I, had an, I had an amazing Shaun of the Dead bust. Mm -hmm. He stood about this tall. He's no, he was no different than me Uma. And me Uma's just here. No, like, size. No, wise. Uma! Um, <laughs> she didn't. Beatrice used to sit on top of me, chest of drawers in me old house, and Beatrice used to jump up on it, and she one day knocked him over, and now he's in half. Oh dear. And I can't fix him, I'm devastated, absolutely devastated. I got Sean just basically picked up Shaun of the Dead on 4K as well. <laughs> it, we watched it this afternoon, and it just, it's still, like, I still found myself laughing out loud. Yeah. Like, there's it not doesn't a age. No, it doesn't age, not, and the fact that it's, I can still make your belly laugh. Uh, me and uh, Adam, uh, my husband, we watched it. it. It was on TV, just randomly, and we're like flicking around. And I was just like, "This film, you could, it could be on TV. You could just pick it up from anywhere." Yeah, and it's just absolutely everyone. 
gets mm. a laugh out of it. It doesn't yeah, matter who you are. It's just, I mean, using the don't stop me now in the bloody pub, beating the shit yeah. out of zombies, <laughs> just choreographed. It's just like lush. And and, uh, and it's sad. It's really yeah. sad yeah. as well. Had, when people, yeah. It's 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 got everything going for it, but I just love it. You've got red on you because that happens to me quite a lot. Like when I'm eating pasta, and Dad was like, "You've got red on you," and I'm like, "Oh, it's just like, oh, it's just so lush." It's but a beautiful it's part of a trilogy, but it's not like a sequel trilogy. But again, I don't. It's a film. Not these the films. I don't want to see a sequel to. I wouldn't like to see it no. too, just because I like no. the way it ends with him and. Nick sitting in the little shed playing the games. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think my I think my favorite aspect of it is it is just a love letter to zombie films. Like, oh. It's just it, there's so much compassion. They don't they don't push it like Club Dread is is terrible in comparison yeah. because they literally are just taking the piss out of the genre. Mm -hmm. yeah. This is not it's paying. Did homage. you hear what like, the rumor was for the? not the second one because before they were going to do Hot Fuzz they were going to do a different type of film yeah it was going to be the, just take over yeah. uh, Dawn of the not Dawn of the uh, from Dust Till Dawn really were, it was a vampire film vampire they were going to do their version of From Dust Till Dawn the, the Cornetto Fuzz. trilogy well the Cornetto trilogy didn't come like they didn't sit down and say this is it it's three films mm. it literally developed mm. because mm. of the fact that when he goes do you want anything from the shop Cornetto. <laughs> it's not even a red Cornetto. Like that's, and it just, it just becomes like a, it was just a joke that kind of spanned into something that was nothing. And then they, they did the, the Cornetto trilogy off the back yeah, of it. But then like, like elements I know, like jumping over the fence and, and so on, like all them elements were, were brought in. But yeah, no, that was a good shout. Good, good picture. I really, really like it. It's a funny film and, to be honest, I remember the last when we watched it, um, we, we put it on at me in-laws once and me middle nephew, who I just, I honestly thought the kid had no fear in him, asked to turn it off. And we were like, he was going, no, I don't want to watch it. I don't want to watch that. And it wasn't until later on, like we were like, we mocked him for it. And it wasn't until later on, I realized that it's so real. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that, this is not Americanized. This no. is our home, these houses look like ours, them shops yes. look like ours, and it was too real for them. Too close to home, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Uh -huh. So yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed, so number my number three pick is Shaun of the Dead. There you go. We're on to Kelly's number four now. Kelly's right, this, four. Is, this is my questionable one. This is the one where I was like, hmm, <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Um, but, the thing is, I, I remember watching it as a child uh, with my brother, to be honest. Uh, as I say, he's a fan of like comedy films and whatnot. And uh, it's an oldie. Um, got one of my favourite actors in it. It's uh, from 1979, Ooh. directed by Carl Reiner. And uh, it's a rags to riches and back to rags again. The Jerk. Steve Martin. <laughs> oh my God, Carl Reiner, right. Steve Martin. Steve Martin. Love that guy. Probably seen Two it seconds. But a very long time ago. I've got a child knocking at my door. Hi. Hello, darling. I'll speak to you later. No. <laughs> He's asking us where Colin is. I don't know where Colin is. Anyway. No, absolutely. I love Steve Martin and I just remember when I was a kid thinking this was absolutely hilarious. 
<laughs> and I haven't watched it for years. And I said, Adam, I was like, tell you what, let's watch a couple of films as a, as a revisit. He was like, I know bother as long as it's not getting in the way of any decent footy. So we watched <laughs> it and he went, Kelly. And I was like, what? And he went, I don't know if you can talk about this on a podcast, like. And I went, what do you mean? And then I realised, I was like, oh, my God. Um, yeah, there was a heightened racial, like, sensitivity oh, yeah. going on there. And um, It's very it was much like, of the time, though. It's like a lot of oh, the yes. films, like the 80s films and the 70s films, when you watch now, I think when we were talking about, um, like, say, one one of uh, Sam's picks the other week was uh, Train Places. Again, yes. that has elements which now seems quite... You couldn't get, yeah, couldn't you get, couldn't away, not get away with it. It's touchy, yeah. but at the time, it, it, again, it was a very different period for a lot of people, so I don't but it's, think... It's no, different, it's no different than television, though. Look at Only Fools and Horses. Mm-hmm. Go yeah. back and look at the earlier episodes. You just couldn't get away with it then, but you've got to appreciate the time of where it's set. Mm-hmm. You have yes. to. We can't. It's not a case of saying that we 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 agree with this or we're okay with this, but this is how it was. Yeah, yeah. things are very different now and very much censored now. Well, yeah, but still I, I still I still laugh at it. <laughs> it's it's just bloody hilarious and. Um, and I say, um, he was actually um, interviewed in um, 2015, uh, Steve Martin, about it. And he said, um, I went out and see why people would assume that. But when everyone was treated very well there. And even when he is living with his adoptive black family, he was found on a doorstep. And he and just believing he was like just part of their culture and their life. And he just he had no rhythm, which I just yeah. think is hilarious. He can't <laughs> dance. And he tries, uh, and he finds some music that's in St. Louis. Yes, so I relate so much for that. <laughs> it's just, but they just love him to pieces. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's absolutely lush. And he like, I love that the kind of when he goes out, you know, to find his own way and stuff. And he's like hitchhiking. It's like, where, where are you going? I'm going to the end of this fence. Scares <laughs> <laughs> him the end of the road. It's like, yeah, I'll go to the end of the fence. And, but he just like stays in touch with his family and he sends them money. And he just, he's got, he's, it's just, I, I think it's actually quite a wholesome relationship he has with his family mm. and stuff. Yeah. And the fact that he is ignorant of his own whiteness <laughs> and has to, has to like kind of, you know, like find his own way. It's a bit just, of innocence uh, to it as well, though. That's it a, is. Yeah, so, but. <laughs> I, 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 I'm imagining it now and I'm still chuckling away because like, as you said you can't help but think because when we watched it we were like say going back like say in the late 80s when yeah, things yeah. like that was in commonplace it was allowed it wasn't saying it wasn't as taboo shall we say just because mm-hmm. not because we didn't appreciate it was more that we weren't educated it is a it's ignorance it's definitely yeah. ignorance yeah. um i used to teach um back back in the day i used to teach uh, english language to uh, college students and we used to look at the um sliding scale of acceptability of words over time and it's um the origins of words and how mm. words have picked up mm-hmm. negative connotations and why they have picked up so it can be a very um sort of um nondescript word but depending on how the person uses the word obviously yeah. you know what i mean so, um but uh, which is like very interesting but, but um as to a subject now because I, I know someone mentioned it before on the group would you say just 
because I'm very much against getting rid of our history or getting rid of censorship. Like, films, yeah. censorship for the films. I don't mind a disclaimer. I put a disclaimer yeah, yeah. on before saying this is not of the time, this has changed since views, but yeah. don't cut like the elements out. Because I know, remember, like I said, there was going to be like out of Dumbo, they were going to take elements out of Dumbo um, that they right. don't agree with. But um, I can understand why, but I'm more in favor than saying this, put a disclaimer before the film and say, right, these were the times, this is not what's there. I, I'm, I'm yeah. happy with that. Definitely. I totally get it. I un I understand the disclaimer. And if that's what it takes for people to understand that that was a film of its time, well, what is wrong with looking at the year it was made? Yeah. <laughs> and, <look> <laughs> <laughs> and have that is the disclaimer. Uh -huh. I mean exactly that is the disclaimer. Look at the year it was made. Mm -hmm. The needs to. It, uh, I remember when Friends got ripped to pieces over because all the, like kids now of now were watching Friends and written it to pieces because yet yeah, there is some very problematic things in Friends, but that is how comedy was at the time. Mm -hmm. That is how things were said at the time and how, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You can't rip it, you can't take something to pieces over what you, they can't correct it, mm -hmm. you can't yeah. change it, you learn from it, it's the same yeah. with history. You yeah, learn exactly. from history and don't yeah. repeat it oh it gets me annoyed and my voice totally <laughs> my tone totally yeah. this. this is a comedy podcast now <laughs> oh my god it's a, it's a good talking point though so i quite like it though because it's it's controversial but also oh definitely um interesting so it brings up that type of conversation which it you need to have so it, yeah. annoyed me that it annoyed me that they put a disclaimer up against gone with the wind oh, oh come on come on like, what, did you really need a disclaimer over Gone with the Wind? I'm going to upset you as well. There's one on for Peter Pan. Oh, you've got to be fucking kidding us. That's one of my favourite Disney films, that. Uh, the Native, Native American. Um, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. 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 Called shithead. I mean, I Excellent. It's like the, the, the motel's on fire. The dog's gone round barking, and Steve Martin's barking with the dog. I mean, fire, fire! It's like you don't want to call that dog lifesaver. You want to call him shithead. So he calls him shithead, which is just mint. Um, things that really stick out with it is just because. Do you know what Steve Martin is just? I used to have a childhood crush on him. He's just got one of those rubber, malleable faces, and he's just just so hilarious. I loved him in Father the Bride. Oh, yeah. he, he, I just adore him. Mm. But it's just, I absolutely think it's amazing when he gets his name in the phone book, and he's like, <laughs> look at me, I'm somebody, I'm in the phone book. And then some absolute maniac picks his name out the phone book and says, right, this is the random victim bastard I'm going to shoot. <laughs> and then goes to shoot him down because his name was in the phone book. Oh, my God. He, what, that... what I always thought was strange about Steve Mann, which, again, <laughs> it's like uh, the Paul Rudd type thing. He got to a certain age and he looks exactly the same throughout from <laughs> the 70s to now. He, yeah. he looks exactly the same. He just never aged. Oh, I have never seen a Steve Martin performance where he has not cracked me up hilariously. Mm. Like, but there is one, um, one moment in time where he made me sob. 
Have yeah. you ever watched him having to announce to Saturday Night Live that Gilda Radner had died? No. No. It's heartbreaking. She was a huge comedy on Saturday Night Live, married to Gene Wilder. Yes, it yes. It was an amazing documentary about her life. Um, mm-hmm. But he was the one who had to come out on Saturday Night Live and announce to the world that she'd passed away. And it is it breaks you as a person because he is the funny guy. Like, yeah. he says more and you piss your pants laughing and then you had to bring <clears> it to the world and it's so sad. It's yeah. just heartbreaking. <sighs> but yeah, there you go. I always have to bring the mood down, don't I? <laughs> I, just I always bring it down to like... <laughs> so I'll try and bring it back up because I'm so over the moon that Steve Martin's on one of our lists because... Uh, that's one of the things I was looking at as well when I was picking me things is picking mm-hmm. actors who I wanted to talk about as well. And Steve yeah. Martin was on my list, but I did remove it for one of my picks. It was more okay. right, took out my pick for uh, The Man With Two Brains. Ah, yes! So that one would have been in Dr. my top five, but more rats just took it out. Because <laughs> I really wanted to talk about Steve Martin, because as you said, the films he's been in throughout like the 80s and even like the 90s yeah. at times like if we talk about like father of the bride um, and oh, by the dozen a uh, house sitter um like i said uh, planes trains and fucking automobiles <laughs> yeah. yeah um absolutely and he always plays like kind of like the same character but he does he's like he does slay in a way where he's believable and genuine and like, he, he's like i say he's quite lovable as well and, and again yeah. it's a w- weird thing to say but you can't help it. I don't think it's been a film that you think he's a dick or you, you no. don't like him. No. No, no it's just... Totally. The funniest oh. thing about uh, the jerk, like, uh, Optigrab. Optigrab. When he creates the little handle for the to help when he works at the gas station <laughs> and he makes everyone cock eyes. <laughs> and he becomes this, like, like inventor entrepreneur with this huge mansion and stuff and he he, he has to give like um one dollar and sixty odd cents to every person he's ruined the the eyesight of <laughs> and it's actually carl reiner uh, the, the director is the guy who says and because of my eyesight someone died in this stunt <laughs> it's just like <laughs> <laughs> so he has to give all this money back, but there's just this bit at the end, and it's quite sad. But it reminds me a little bit of Labyrinth. Like, do you remember the little troll that just has all the stuff on it? Right. Yeah. Which is like, oh, you want this? And he's <laughs> um, like, I all I need is this ashtray. This is all I need. This paddle game. This remote control is all I need. He's just carrying all his shit. <laughs> it's just like, it just sums it up. Like, I just, it's just like, I'm, I'm not upset about the money, <laughs> but I'm upset about the stuff. Like, I like the stuff. Well, we actually lost Carl Reiner last year. Yeah. In June, June 29, 2020. And he was best friends with Mel Brooks. And I always remember it because I'm a huge fan of Max Brooks, who mm. wrote. Um, the zombie survival guide in World War Z, didn't he? Yes, yes, he did. Mm. And he, I was listening to him on a podcast, and he used to talk about how his dad and Carl Reiner used to sit and play chess till one o'clock in the morning. And it was just these lovely little stories about how the, the, their friendship was just 
it was their lives. Like Carl would come for dinner and they would just end up sitting playing chess to God knows what time to the point where Max had to like come to the house to take him home. And it was, oh, it was so lovely. I didn't realize that it was Rob Reiner's brother. I don't know why that did not cross my mind that it wasn't Rob. They have the same surname. <laughs> but yeah. That was a good choice. Um, are we going to move on? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So my next pick, again, surprise, surprise, is from 1988. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah, 80s were the best films, the funniest films. And again, two actors in this absolutely were all my top, top favourite actors. One of them is Dan Aykroyd, and the other one is John Candy. I know what this is. <laughs> so it was The Great Outdoors. Yes. I love this film. I haven't picked nice. it, but I do love this film. <laughs> now, I haven't seen it for years. Years. No, I remember Jesus. watching this with me dad on a Saturday or Sunday morning. Like, say, just it'll be one of them films that you would put on and you would just like, sit back and just watch as a kid. And there were so many elements that you just couldn't stop laughing. Like, John Candy, like, in anything, is absolutely hilarious. He does downtrodden dad so well. But the whole premise of the film is basically uh, go away, they made a break from normal life. So they, they get this cabin in the middle of the woods and they're, they're quite like a wholesome family. And like I said, just like a normal, um, like I said, with the two sons. And uh, Dan Aykroyd shows up uninvited with his wife, um, who is actually, uh, I didn't realise, was Annette Bennon. Um, yeah. And uh, they basically do everything they can. Like he's like pretends to be this most more successful part of the family, and really he's like say um, doing shit. But uh, <laughs> just reminds us of like all bad holidays that you could have, and <laughs> like the elements in it so funny. Like when John Candy goes to the steak restaurant and he enters the steak eating competition, and they put that big slab of meat down, and you see him going. <laughs> Eating it, then you think he's finished, and they go, "Nope, you've got to eat the gristle," and you see him nearly passing out because it's <laughs> it, it just makes you like entertained, but also sick at the same time. Uh, yeah, like I remember as well, crying with laughter when he, when the bear shows up and the bear's got a bald spot across its head after <laughs> the, the previous <laughs> thing because uh, he thinks it's just someone in, a, in an outfit and it's really yep. a bear. <laughs> it's definitely a bear. Um, this. Um, these two are from the second Second City Television. Second City is a Canada version of um, Saturday Night Live. Mm -hmm. So all of the up and coming Canada stars starred in Second City. But it is I if you can watch them, watch their clips of Dan Aykroyd, John Candy, um, Catherine O'Hara. Mm -hmm. um, Eugene Levy, there's loads of them, Canadian actors, and they are, it is fucking hilarious. It is much funnier than Saturday Night Live. Like, mm -hmm. it, it, um, Rick Moranis and um, Martin Short. Yeah. Oh, like, Martin Short, man. <laughs> yeah, these guys, and th these guys are hilarious, and that's why they work so well together in this film, is because it's not their first rodeo. They've oh. done this a hundred times before. And the chemistry is just there. Yeah, the, like, when you talk so about chemistry, like just instant screen presence, like being together, mm -hmm. it's just fun. Like, as I said, it's pure fun film and it reminds us of your childhood. Like I say, with so many yeah. other films from the 80s, I remember watching mm -hmm. it and feeling 
like smiling, laughing again. I'll probably not watch this in a while, but oh, I can I watch talk it about it. I can think about it. I can remember elements so well, like vividly as well. Just yeah, because the versions, it man. stands out. Um, like say the whole because with the 80s comedy film, there's always like the heartbreak or the coming at the end where <laughs> uh, Dan Aykroyd really like, lets him know that he's ripping him off and he believes in family and the family become together and it's like oh, all wholesome and stuff. But to get there. They go through all the trials and trips, and even like seeing John Candy doing like the water skiing as well. It's so much practical and like say, like slapstick comedy that's done so well that you don't really see these days. And yeah. I because like say I know unfortunately we did lose John Candy at an early age, but oh, yeah. when you think okay. of the films he was in during that time, I know like say the similar type of films, Summer Vacation, uh, Cool Runnings, um, Uncle Book, Uncle Book, nearly fuck out of my list. And, oh, and love that even Home Alone, he was in Home Alone. So. Home Alone, yep. He is the original Lewis Tully. Yeah, I know we would never get to see that incarnation of him, but he was the original Lewis Tully. And the only reason he had any had he had creative differences, he saw Lewis in a completely different way. He wanted to play in German. He mm -hmm. wanted him to have two um, schnauzers, <laughs> and be. <laughs> I, I, personally, I would have thought that I would have liked to have seen that. I really would. I love Mick Moranis. Who doesn't? But yeah. I would have loved to have seen that version of Lewis Tully. I think it would yeah. have been hilarious. I will never forget the day I found out John Candy died. Mm -hmm. We were in Gateshead. We were in an MOT centre and we were waiting for my mum's car to come out and to come on the radio that John Candy had passed away and I sat there with a little tear in my eye. I was so sad. It was, it, and it's always stuck with us. I always know where I was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Another, Crazy. And another film to talk about with John Candy, just talking about the previous one that like Kelly mentioned, Planes, Trains and Automobiles. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. You, that's, I think that's the film you do actually fall in love with John Candy. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it. You've never seen it? Never seen it. Put on your list. <laughs> Look at Kelly's face. We've all got lists. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've I'm never just, seen it. I'm just glad I'm like, at least I said, this is a thing I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> Bless you. Well, yes. So, um, one of my favorites, like, I remember like hunting down, um, funny enough, in the, in the shop, like I mentioned, Music Zone. Trying to find um, Yay for music zone. Tr trying to find it on DVD because um it was when DVDs were coming out and I didn't have it on VHS anymore and I wanted to watch it again. Um so that was always the, the hunt to find that film. Um so yeah, so that's my pick. That was number four. Awesome. So mine I'm gonna do because I want to talk about that one last, so I'm gonna do this one next. <laughs> so um as we all know it's now it's no secret, it is a horror comedy theme. This one is a parody film. Mm -hmm. It tickles my funny bone every time I watch it. It is from 2002. It scored 52% on Rotten Tomatoes, directed by Keenan Ivory Wayans. It is scary movie. <laughs> and I'll fight anyone who says this film is not funny. It is hilarious. It has some of the most quotable lines in there. It takes the piss out of not take the piss, sorry, it parodies one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten films. Ten films in its one hour something runtime. Come on. And the fact that it parodies Armistad, like, I'm got away with it. 
that was the best part. I absolutely love this film. I love the second one because of Chris Elliott. He is hilarious with his little hand and <laughs> that is just so funny. But this my is the starting hand. point. It's my strong hand. It's the, it's the fight between them two where he's like, I'm going to be the bigger man and walk away. Walk oh. away. I love it. Um, it has a great cast in it. You've got Anna Faris, Regina Hall, John Abrahams, Marlon Wayans, Sean Wayans, Dave Sheridan, and Shannon Elizabeth. It is fantastic. And again, I will fight anyone. I'll probably lose. I still remember <laughs> seeing this at the pictures. I, I'll, I'll admit, I, did, I liked it originally. I've, I've watched it not too long ago. And I'll be honest, I don't think it's aged well. I don't think... No, these films don't. These films don't. <laughs> None of us don't. age well. <laughs> exactly, that's the point. Like, it, the, the slasher genre in the 90s was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It, it, we hadn't seen anything like it since the 70s. Oh, 100%. It, but I think you know what spoiled it for us, though, being completely honest. The Budweiser advert. Was That kind of... I'm watching it now, it, it's it is cringeworthy, but it's I can, cringy, uh, But at the time, it would have been it would have made complete sense. It was completely relevant. It mm. that was that was it's in the office. It's <laughs> that is actually used in the office as well. They do the WhatsApp. Um, <laughs> I just I love <laughs> the the parodies that they do. This is the best one. Yeah. So the parodies is I know what you did last summer, obviously, mm-hmm. and Scream One and Scream Two. Yeah, are in there. Um, the Matrix, mm-hmm. because yes. to do the the gun thingy. Usual yeah. Suspects. Yeah. Yeah. The ending mm-hmm. when Doofy is revealed to be yeah. the killer. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. American American Pie. Mm-hmm. Armistad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Titanic. The Blair Witch Project and The Shining. Uh-huh. Oh, I see Shag's the Blair Witch, doesn't he? <laughs> it's the it's the bit with Six. the girl with the stone as well, where she's. Doing the camera scene in two. <laughs> I remember uh, when I watched it. Um, I I remember it um, when I was in like high school, and I did. I was the only one who didn't like or get American Pie, and that was almost my social undoing. I just thought, so oh it was really kind of. It wasn't. I didn't find it funny. I just found it awkward. Yeah, too. Like, yeah, like. Do you know what? Well, I'm not approved, but I am. Yeah, this will reach a new level of awkwardness because I totally get where you're coming from. But yeah, I just take, kind of go take, take how awkward you feel and put that against it's one of your dad's favourite films. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I totally get where you're coming from. <laughs> I think, as, as you mean, as a parody film, like, because at the time there were so many different parodies that came out, that one yeah. movie was probably one of the better ones. Um, but I know it there wasn't, was... though. I looked at that. This was the starting point of parody films. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So this yeah, is why then... I chose Scary Movie as the top one, mm-hmm. because they all stem from here. Yeah, because it was, like, not they... a teen movie and stuff like that, wasn't it? And yes, but, not another team movie. Yeah, I remember that. Don't be, don't be a menace to Central while drinking your juice in the hood, which again is a Keenan Ivory Wayans film. Yes, he yes. is the he was the I don't want to say originator. It's not a, that's, but he was the forefront of parody films, and yeah. this one was done with a lot more tact and taste than maybe three onwards because two yeah. is 
it is hilarious. I but found I just, that I funnier have... than the first. I love, as you say, my strong hands. <laughs> <laughs> that was more taking the piss out of uh, the haunted mansion, wasn't it? Uh, yes. <laughs> yep. I just, I, I just, I had to, I had to pick this one because it was the first of its, of its name. It yeah, also yeah. it takes its name from the original. Now this isn't what um, Scream was going to be called, but it's what Scream's um, written name was. So if you yeah. referred to Scream in the industry, you were referring to scary. It was it was called Scary mm. Movie. I remember because that was one yeah. of the quizzes I did um, the other week because mm. I won the answers because I looked it up. It on the script it was Scary Movie. Uh -huh. it, yeah, uh, but you, it's not, it, it was never going to be called Scary Movie. It's just within the industry, they have code words or code names uh -huh. to stop people from getting the, the actual titles of them. And Scary yeah. Movie was its title. Um, That's really damn clever. And then you use that, obviously, for the parody. I'm like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently, and I'm going to have to rewatch it to look at this, but there is clues, not just not just foreshadowing, but actual, genuinely written on the wall clues that Doofy was the killer from the very beginning. <laughs> there's, there's actually a scene where they're walking through a street and it says, Doofy is a killer. It tells you, and I'm going to have to go back and rewatch this. This is what I was reading today that there is foreshadowing, which you see, because you see it at the end, yeah. it's, it's played out throughout, but also yeah. visually written on a wall, Doofy is a killer. <laughs> and uh, I think that's absolutely fantastic. I think, if I'm not mistaken, he, the actor who plays him, who was Dave Sheridan, I think he's going to be it for the love of horror. I might be wrong. That's all about now, though. I'm going. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I got my ticket. I'm going for the Saturday. Yeah, you're going to get a GoPro. I'm going to stick a GoPro on you and you can film for the podcast. <laughs> I'm going to Scotland. I'm going to the Comic Con in Scotland the weekend before, and then I'm going to for the love of horror. My October is incredibly busy. <laughs> Can't wait. So yes, that is my pick. Is scary movie. Cool. So Kelly, right. one to your last, last pick. pick. So this is the pressure oh. one now, Kelly. <laughs> we always right. save our ones we love. I, I think we do anyway. I do. I save the one I love to the very end. Yeah. So. This. Um, this, as I say, I did a lot of pondering and rewrites of lists and stuff. And this um, is something that I made my husband watch that he'd never seen before. And I've never seen him laugh so much at a film ever. Um, and this is one that's really close to my heart. Um, I don't know how I ended up watching it, but I did. And it became one of my favourite films. It, it was uh, released in 1999. It's a biographical comedy uh, by Milos Forum, uh, Foreman, um, Man on the Moon, about oh. Andy Kaufman wow. from uh, Saturday Night Live. I've um, never seen it. Oh, it's only, it's only because I wasn't. I'm not an Andy Kaufman fan. That comedy is not my comedy, but I do yeah. love bio films, so I don't yeah. understand why I haven't watched it. Oh, I, that is on my list. I'll be putting that on my list to watch. Oh, it's absolutely fabulous. Because the thing is, I, I I remember when I was a kid seeing Taxi and you had the foreign man. Thank yeah. you very much. And, like, and that's, that's, that's who I knew him as, Latka. And, mm. um, and as I say, I think we just got it um, on, on video. I think, I think it was a video that we bought it on. And um, just because it was just like, oh, Jim Carrey. We like Jim Carrey. And mm -hmm. yeah. we, we didn't get, like, mm. I dare say, I, I don't like Jim Carrey and Dumb and Dumber. Or anything like that, because I just I'm not the biggest Jim Carrey fan. To be honest, like 
I don't find his now, humor. The only thing I, I, think I like him in is Liar Liar. That's the only yes. genuine film I, I, can, I can tolerate him in. But I, like no, I, I, was, I actually love Dumb and Dumber. It's mm. one of my main and my sister used to watch it all the time. It's the mockingbird bit. We just sing that all the time. Um, <laughs> but I love Jim Carrey when he's not playing what you expect him to play. So yeah. I do love Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I yes. do love number 27. And I, I know I will like this, but I know what it took for him to do this. Yeah, there's a uh, documentary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's documentary this, currently yeah. on Netflix. Yeah, I watched the documentary. And yeah. Even though I enjoyed the film, when I watched the documentary, and I, I, I probably just get wrong. I fix it. Not to I watched it. I thought Jim Carrey, what a bell end. I know it sounds bad because <laughs> he, he put himself in the role, and yeah, he didn't person, come out of that yeah. role. Yeah. Anything. Um, Nick just listened to a podcast with Martin Freeman. Um, and Ed Gamble, and they were talking about like films and stuff, and asked him about what he thought of uh, Jim Carrey and doing The Man in the Moon. I don't know why they got mm. into the subject, and he went, arsehole. He went, why? He went, fair enough. We get paid to be actors. We mm -hmm. do a role, we come out with that role, and we can be ourselves. He mm. puts the director, the other members of that crew, his own family through shit for six to nine months of filming that mm -hmm. didn't need to be do is good i'm all for getting in the part and feeling yeah like you're being the part yeah but don't be a dick about it and he says fair enough i've got respect for jim carrey for what he's done yeah but yeah. for what he did there i think he's an arsehole yeah yeah daniel uh, daniel did lewis 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 did it lewis did but he didn't he didn't i, I totally get what they're saying I was what I watched uh, One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest on yeah. Friday because I've li I've just finished Hatchet and I thought, well, best watch the film where it comes from. So <laughs> I watched that. But as always, as soon as the film finishes, I'm on IMDb. I'm looking at all the facts, and there was one bit about Danny DeVito because he really wanted to get the right. He was playing a crazy, crazy, and he wanted to get in the right um, frame of mind for it. And he went to go and see a, a psychiatrist, and the psychiatrist said. It's fine to do what you're doing, you know. Get into get into what these mindsets are, but yeah. remember, you are not that person. And as mm -hmm. long as you can tell the difference between you and your character, you're gonna be fine. Yeah, Jim Carrey's not. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I must say, I think it works okay. for him. Yeah. In mm -hmm. the film. The film was um, good. Like I remember seeing that the pictures, yeah. But uh, there's some laugh out loud moments. And I, I just said, um, the whole like say when he's portraying Lackbird in the the comedy and the whole bits with Jerry the King Lawler when they do the wrestling. Oh, so see, that. I just think it's I think it's fab that you've got this sort of like journey of this person who never calls himself a comedian. He calls himself mm -hmm. a song and dance man. Yeah. He hates yeah. it when people call him a comedian. He's not a comedian. And he creates this like anti-humour where mm -hmm. the gag is not for the benefit of the audience. It's on yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. So I love that Jerry Lawler thing where um, he basically proclaims himself um, intergender wrestling champ. And he basically <laughs> picks on someone smaller than him, women. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And just like, so, I mean, feminist mentality, I was like, ah, but not only does he pick on women, he picks on the South. Yeah. Like, <laughs> rednecks. And then he picks oh on Jerry Lawler. So it's just like, 
And people are so, like, what is this guy doing? But it turns oh. out, it's all a gag. It's all, did, it's did, all a thing. Did you hear about what happened while they were filming, though? Which part? Because I was just about to say, I'll, I'll watch, I'm a huge wrestling fan and listen to a lot of wrestling podcasts. Jerry Lawler has said on record, that was all sketched out. It was, yes. all, gen it was all sketched out between the two of them. Mm -hmm. But what happened with Jim Carrey when they reenacted it, Mm -hmm. he didn't get it and that's what he said he didn't understand where it was where it was coming from mm -hmm. and he mm -hmm. didn't and he pushed it too far yeah. and that and he does not like Jim Carrey for that because he doesn't right. believe he understands yeah. him at all because yeah. he didn't understand even what in they rehearsals he kept on spitting in his face yep uh -huh. and that's he says that's not what the joke that's, was about no nah, and nah. her Lola hates him for mm -hmm. it but yes. loves Kaufman like Kaufman that was, yeah he said one of the highlights of his career is doing that with was him working with him, yeah. <laughs> Even though it was yeah. the, the undoing of Andy Kaufman's career, he was voted off Saturday Night Live because mm -hmm. of it, and um, he, he really just lost his 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 kind of his appeal. Because I remember when I was watching it, and it's just because it's just this bizarre. It's it's not really. It, it's a bizarre kind of humor. It's it's mm -hmm. almost like humorless humor, yeah. um, and it just it's it's more of him just like. I don't know, just, just, there's a bit where he gets really pissed off where he's saying, uh, everyone's like, do like that, do like that, and the show's like, I don't want to be known for the guy out of taxi, yeah. and he, yeah. so he decides to read The Great Gatsby to them. <laughs> yeah, I remember, yeah. And I'm like, what a fucking dude. Great Gatsby, great American classic. Do you know yeah. why you're saying it in English accent? But that's <laughs> great. I think I'm going to watch the documentary it. tonight. I think I'm going to watch the documentary tonight because it's always something like I don't find him funny, mm -hmm. but maybe I'm not meant to. Like, no, it's 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 all for him. Definitely yeah. all for him. Um, I've read books about Andy Kaufman. Because uh, the thing is, I've watched like the Andy Kaufman special, and I watch it, and it just makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Because it's not humour, it's just him, like, I'm just doing what I want, I'm talking yeah. to a puppet. <laughs> I bet you and, watched, just... and I bet you watched Taxi on the Paramount channel, didn't you? <laughs> 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 and you used to have soap and stuff and wings. <laughs> There's something that really touches us about this, because um, as I say, when I watch it, I'm pissing myself laughing. Um, and I do mm. think... Um, Jim Carrey does actually, I mean, because he became the character, he, yeah. he is, he, 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 mm. it's very, very, um, you can it, you can see him in it, like, it, it's weird yeah. how he becomes him, um, but there's this bit at the end, um, was it, um, where um, Andy Kaufman obviously dies uh, from lung cancer, and they mm. think it's a gag, it's an idea yeah. for a joke, oh, that's great, you can get ill. You can come back to life after your death. And he's like, no, no, I've got lung cancer. And um, he goes to the Philippines because he was um, he was in a transcendental uh, meditation. Mm -hmm. um, he gets kicked out of his uh, retreat and stuff like that because he's saying, like, the way you're acting, we don't want you to be part of us. The meditation's mm -hmm. not working. So he just gets shunned from everything that he holds dear. He goes to the Philippines for, like, some um, psychic surgery. And you see him and he's looking. And the man like goes into a basin of water and just gets like a like a part of an intestine or something. Yeah. So it looks like he's going in, and it breaks my heart when he starts laughing because yeah. he's just like he's a hoaxer, just yeah. like me. Yeah. It's just and it's and it just it really gets us there. He's got this faith, mm -hmm. like when the audience has faith in him, and he's just 
he's just double crossed them like just his baby he's been double crossed there yeah. but i just find oh it my like god i'm just like <laughs> i'm getting chills as you were talking and my eyes are like but filling it's the music up as well because that's the bit then then it kicks in wow. while on the moon comes on as well uh, at the end. rem like yeah. obviously the, the man on the moon and then the, is um, this the, on the documentary on no the film uh, this is the film Oh, the film, film, yeah, right. but it's is it just worth watching the documentary without watching the film? It probably is kind of. It's you get the this an impact. You just see it's right. more the performance with Jim Carrey to see his work doing. But the film is brilliant. The film. Oh, it's, it's beautiful. It, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's you've got Corny Love there as the love interest, yeah. which is a, a little bit weird. Bit of uh, but <laughs> a it, it's a little bit, bit sort of like. Hmm. I like this. Yeah, was, this, was when she, this, is, this is when she was clean, wasn't it? This is where oh, she was yeah. Like, came into, yeah. <laughs> no, she she had a, she did have a, a brief moment when she was um seeing um Edward Norton. Yes, and yes. She was very clean, like mm. almost unrecognizably clean. So I think that was when she did Man on the Moon because she she got her life together and then it just went tits up again. Yeah. It just, but it just Courtney loved it. <laughs> Yeah, what's really good is um was that there's um the guy who I uh, used to work alongside Andy Kaufman, Bob Zamuda, mm -hmm. um he actually features in the film. He was his uh, creative like um co-conspirator, yeah, and right. he actually features in the film. And at the end, you've, it, it's it's just it's just absolutely lush. You've got yeah. the characters that he's created, like Tony Clifton, an Arsenal yeah. Las Vegas <laughs> singer. It'll kind of up and see. And it's just it. like, I think I want to watch it. You've yeah. sold it. It's There's a bit where he's just like, You want to see Andy Kaufman? Has anyone got shovels? Because <laughs> <laughs> he's dead. Yeah, it's, <laughs> um, it's strange because, as you said, it's, it's a, it's, it is a comedy, but it's not a comfortable comedy. I, I, nah, say yeah. comedy. I wouldn't say I enjoyed watching it. Mm -hmm. I think at the end, you think, Oh, I've watched it, but you do laugh How through it. You, you, you kind of at the end you're going oh it's not Aww. well it's like any type of Andy Kaufman performance so yeah so, yes. I think it, I think what I like about it is because I'm I don't really I mean stuff like I mean we just said this scary movie I found it really difficult to find the humor in it in mm -hmm. American part like you know you know your staple comedies I've yeah. always been sitting there going <laughs> what's wrong with me I don't <laughs> understand this this is not making me laugh yeah. whereas I think with this I think it has kind of like appealed to my sensibility of like my humor's a bit like fucking mm. non just I, I still don't know what my humor like really is. There's certain yeah. things that make us laugh, and I'm like, yeah, before, but with him, like it's just so surreal out there. It's just like, surreal, yeah. are yeah. you mad? That's great. great. It's basically <laughs> putting something out there that no one's seen before or heard, and it's yeah. like, it's like and why the fuck not? It's like calling someone a quack just, just to see what reaction you get and push it. So that, that was always like the same thing. But um, again, and you said Bob Zamuda, uh, when you watch the documentary, he is a big part of the documentary. And he's, you can see him with Jim Carrey pushing him to go further. To do, yeah. to, he's, every time Jim Carrey slightly goes back to Jim Carrey, he kicks mm -hmm. off with him. He has to get proper um, fights with him. But yeah. Um, yeah I would never have you, thought of it as a comedy to pick, but it's a it's an amazing pick. So well done, class. If, <laughs> if you ever want to, if you ever want to have any to see Jim Carrey redeem himself in any way, watch the roundtable discussion with him, Sasha Baron Cohen. It's some of the Don Cheadle, some of the greatest men in comedy sit together at a roundtable for an hour and a bit and talk. And, and Jim Carrey is probably the most sincere, 
he has ever been in his life. When he does interviews and stuff, he did like I know he's ha- had his past and his demons. Um, like I say, he done one with um, Jerry Seinfeld recently, where comedians yeah. and cars drink coffee and cars. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. he's quite good on that. But I think after he's the Man on the Moon, he didn't make a film one. for quite a while after that film. Mm-hmm. So I think it might was yeah. something out of him. But again, yeah. with, with with any type of actor, like I said. No one's going to be squeaky queen, and he's probably been through the mill. But I, but yeah, um, he's always been an interesting one. But to me, he's, I'll never forgive him for ruining my favorite book. He ruined Yes Man, so I'll always hate him. Oh, that's that's pure gush. That like I remember. Well, the book is amazing. <laughs> like, the book, I'm not a fan of this shit. Well, the book is amazing. The book by Danny Wallace. Uh, if you want to read it, if you need cheering up, if you want a feel good book, read that book because it's a true story. He actually mm. did do what he says in the book for six months of his life, where he said yes to everything. Jesus. And he went and saw it. I thought if they were going to make the film, they should have made it like a British colony, get Simon Pegg in, do it quite silly. But sorry to go off totally, but like, this book, there's a, there's a chapter in it where he goes to a nightclub because his friends invite him out and he has to say yes. And this girl's talking to him at the bar and this bloke walks up to him and goes, are you talking to my lass? He goes, uh, yes. He goes, are you looking for a fight? Uh, yes. Are you fucking mad? Uh, yes. And the bloke walks off. So Danny Wallace, is, when you see a picture of him, he's the geekiest bloke you'll ever see. He runs out of the nightclubs and I've just won the first fight in my life. Thanks to the power of yes. I just said yes. <laughs> wow. But if you have a feeling down, because I, I know I always, use, like, <laughs> when I broke up with my ex-girlfriend, I was like, a bit sad. But I read yeah. Yes Man, and it, it's a breakup book, if that makes sense. Little, was, yeah lift you up but yeah yeah um that's that's a shout out there sorry <laughs> no that's fine do you want to move on to your last pick yes so again this one i've left to last because again it's not my favorite comedy film it's me probably my favorite comedy actor and it's like really quite special and mm-hmm. um like i say we lost him quite not too long ago as well um oh. it's uh directed by chris columbus oh uh, 1993. Mm-hmm. It's probably where I got the love for RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, it was Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, I thought you were going to go like two Wong Fu. Two Wong Fu. I was thanks, like, for <laughs> thanks for everything, Julie Andrews. I yeah. absolutely love that film. Nope, but uh, Robin Williams <laughs> was the first trans uh, watching a man in drag uh, doing it well. <laughs> Uh, I'm um, gonna, I'm gonna throw something out there. Yes, I have seen it. I'm just not a big fan of Mrs. Delphire. Really? I'm really not. Oh. I just, it's. I've watched it. it once. It's enough for me. I don't need to watch it again. I get that why people are they where they are around it. It's just, it's just not, not me. Mm-hmm. No, no. Oh, like I said, I can. I just, as Kelly said, some no. comedies are not for everyone, or some films are not yeah. for everyone. But for me, I've got really warm memories of going to the cinema for the first time to see this. Uh, so I think we came out the same time as Independence Day. So me and my auntie went yes. to see Independence Day, but it was, was full. It really cool? So we went to see Mrs. Doubtfire and Sten. And mm-hmm. um, I remember laughing my back off, just like say the, the general humour about it. Like say um, him making a mistake and losing his family, like say, again, the cast in it, like say Sally Field, Pierce Brosnan, uh, even the kids weren't even that annoying. Like had the little girl yeah. that was uh, Matilda in yeah, as well. Yeah, that's true. Um, yes, yes. And it's just 
fun and lighthearted and like say a redemption film as well like where he decides to he wants to spend time with his kids like not many like dads like when they've split up would make that yeah. time and he's went yeah. to the effort to do it and he's done it in a way which he creates this character mrs doubtfire which is a like an english woman <laughs> and, <laughs> and, <laughs> yes. and like the elements begin when like she destroys a mask and she's getting interviewed so she puts a face in a cake so she's got like this uh <laughs> like facial on that's dripping into <laughs> the tea and she's drinking the tea together uh even throwing stuff off pierce brother's head and um when taking the thing off the car yeah car <laughs> yeah when he's getting angry he's going <laughs> and i found this and he's like my <laughs> <laughs> I totally forget that he is in that film. Like, see, because I don't watch it. Like, I've, I think I've only seen it like a couple of times. Mm. I'm not saying it's bad. Please yeah. don't come at me. Oh no, no, that, that, it's, it's, it's just, just not. For you. It's not your. Few, no, it's just you. it's just not something I would go back to like over mm. and over again. Like grown ups. Yeah, you can come at us for that. I'm fine with that. <laughs> I'll handle myself when it comes down to grown ups because that film <laughs> is terrible. <laughs> Well, again, like any I film that Robin was like, I know, like in his later years, he'd done a few dark films, like One Hour Photo oh. and Tommy, they've done really well. But mm. as a comedian, there was no one better, oh. like, say, crime, like Good Morning Vietnam. Um, like, Morgan Mindy, seen? man. Morgan oh. Mindy. <laughs> Morgan Mindy. I loved you, him in that. Did you ever see him when he did SVU, Law and Order? No. He did two episodes of SVU, Law and Order, and it is fucking phenomenal. That man <laughs> can act like he was a scary mofo on them programs. Oh, he's ter- I've seen insomnia as a serial killer he's terrifying oh my god oh, no. well, i don't want to think of him as a serial killer he's, he's nothing al pacino just... is in it as well it's like uh, yeah. it's based in like say in i think it's antarctica where like you know when the sun stays up for so long and al pacino's investigating uh like you mean alaska killer, but he can't sleep because it's always light <laughs> So, and Robin Williams is the serial killer. Do you mean Alaska? Alaska, yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's Antarctic. I was like, that's a bit far out. No, <laughs> yeah, no the kids were like, here. Up north, sorry, yeah. <laughs> yes. But, it's uh, yeah. Because I, there's, a, there's, a, there's a vampire film around in um, Alaska because the, the sun is down like majority of the time. So it's yeah. a perfect venture for vampires to go to. I think Danny Houston's in it. Mm-hmm. Really 30, 30 Days and Nights, that one. But, 30, uh, yes, yes. But that's what Josh Hartnett in as well. But, uh, no, <laughs> but like, as I said, with Robin Williams, again, not to bring the tone down, like I say, everyone goes through mental health and we don't know what people go through. So it just no. shows, like, like I say, how important it is to talk and stuff. But oh, yeah. that we lost him because of, like I say, what was going on. But... He like, he brought so much joy. Even like some of these weird films, like Toys. Like say that was always a strange film. I never quite got. I really, I really like Toys, and I, to be honest, I thought it was a horror film to start with because it's weird. Some, to- yeah. some toys generally do scare me. Just the generic looking toys do freak me out, and that's mm-hmm. where I think people's mindset goes to sometimes that they are just going to freak me out with normal looking stuff. And it wasn't. It was a child. It was a child film. I was totally wrong. Yeah, but, but I, love I, him in, I even loved him in Popeye, to be honest, so I kind of really... Oh, Popeye! <laughs> God, yeah! It's just, I, obviously, I don't, again, Sam's going to bring the tone down, but oh. what I watched, I, I went through a, 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 I'm very morbid, death fascinates me, and 
the leading up to it does as well. And I watched an interview with his wife and what he went through mentally. He was very poorly. He was he'd just been recently diagnosed. I, I think it was Parkinson's. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, was a, it was a neuro- neurological disease. And he was he was on the verge of just losing himself completely. Yeah. He also went through a hell of a time. Like Christopher Reeves is, was one of his best friends. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the story of, we all know the story of Christopher Reeves. He had his horse riding accident. He, yeah. passed, you know, he passed away from it. Did you know that his wife died as well? Mm-hmm. And that he's, he, he, they have a son. Robin carries all that with him. Jesus. Heartbreaking. He loses a lot of friends, but he, mm-hmm. his wife says that he carried every single one of them with him every day. Mm-hmm. And Always a sad so much to bear. But- yeah, it's it's a hard thing, and it's like I say, it's not something to ever be scoffed at. Because like I say, as you no. said, he's, he's like I say, one that's he's always seemed like really happy and like one of the funniest people. And to be honest, to try and bring the mood back, back up. Let's bring it up because I'm down he'll, again. He'll always be our childhood as well, because he'll always yes. be the best Disney. He'll character. always be the genie. You know, like, the genie Peter is Pan. amazing. Peter Pan. Peter, he, he, oh my God, Hook! Peter Pan and Hook. But, oh. uh, but the genie in Aladdin. Genie, oh yes. Uh, I know they did it with Will it's, Smith, and it wasn't as bad as I was expecting. But no, it yeah. wasn't. It wasn't, and you can't compare greatness. Nah. Like <laughs> you cannot, because that is. I still, to this day, on a morning, if I'm in a chipper mood, I have. Um, what's the song? Uh, it's playing in my head right now, but I'm not to the chorus. I have that in my head in the morning and it's Robin Williams singing it to us. Um, you, you, but you, again, you cannot, you can't say one's better than the other because he's just... Jumanji! Oh my God! Jumanji! Oh my God! <laughs> Jumanji's got a lot of answer for this year. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just thinking of all the Robin Williams things that like kind of flashless, like when you light yeah. flashes before your eyes, just like Robin Williams, like in everything. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, where? So that's what I wanted to what do with like, say, because I know probably in the list that we're doing in the future, we'll probably do top five actors, top five actresses. We'll yeah, probably yeah, hit on yeah. That. But I really wanted to hit on the comedies, like say, with that, not just the comedies, I wanted I to it. be the actors that stood out, like yeah. say, John Candy, Tom Hanks, Robin Williams. Them are the three oh, main skills. You from, have, you've, you've done. Them yeah, are the three ones that, like, say, I always that I'll always hold there, and without getting yeah. emotional, like say going back to my childhood, mm-hmm. them are the ones I will always go back to, to to bring us up if I'm ever down in a dark place. Yeah, yeah. your your choices have been they've been fantastic. All of them been fantastic, but Paul, yours alone is very homely. If it's not been the actor, it's been the film itself. It's like yeah. Except for more rats, it's just a gross outdoor film. That film film brings back so many memories for me, but it's also, it just reminds me of me, very much so. Um, I just, the the homely films, I love it. I absolutely love your picks. It's been really good. Do you want to know my last one? Let's go for it. Go for it! Which scary film are you going to scare us with now? (laughs) (laughs) It's a 2004, no, that's a big fat lifetime, it's, 20, it's 2014, it is a mockumentary, it scores 96% on Rotten Tomatoes, 
It is written and directed by the amazing Jim Jacobson, Jermaine Clement, and Taika Waititi. It is what we do in the shadows. I fucking love this film. Up until thank you. Up until um last. Up until the, when I got married, actually, I would watch this the night before Halloween and Halloween, and then I would watch The Exorcist for the two. But literally, since the day, like since it came out, it, it was added into my Halloween film because it is phenomenal. It, so much so, my mum has only seen 30 minutes of what we do in the shadows, and that was enough for her to say, I'm going to go and watch the TV series. And she also watches the spin-off as well with the policeman. She absolutely adores this franchise, but has only seen 30 minutes of the film. All I course. haven't uh, seen it at all. I'm oh my be, gosh. <laughs> I'm going to be quite controversial here. I like the film. I love the TV show more. No, I totally get it. I totally get it. I get that. I, I totally understand where you're coming from. The film is just a setting's place. Mm -hmm. The TV series proper elevated. Like Matt Berry is the funniest he has ever been. And that is saying something because that mm -hmm. man is fucking hilarious in what we do in the shadows. I can't wait for series three. Um, I, my mom. I think this will be right up your street, Kelly. Being honest with you, Kelly. I've seen the odd episode. Do you know? Because the thing is, I don't watch like telly. I'm, mm. I'm really shit. I crochet <laughs> and listen to podcasts. That's my bag. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just I've yeah. always got. I my love that. In. I know. I love that. I'm a, I'm a podcast queen, but mine's during the day. Nighttime is like my telly time. And TV I, time. But I never, but I never used to be like that. As a kid, mm. I'm, I never watched. I, I was. I listened to my radio. Yeah, um, yeah. Mike the Mouth Elliot and Night Owl, that was my thing. Like, class. class. <laughs> I totally get that. But what we do in the shadows is, it is, oh, it's just, it's hard to talk about because it is, this, it's very much like The Office. What am I though? trying to say? It's it, like The Office by It's a mockumentary, but yeah. But, a dynamic. Yeah. Yeah, but Taika Waititi and this man, like, he's so... Can he do without, wrong? Has he done anything that's been bad? I don't think apart, apart from shit. apart from some personal choices he's made recently in his personal life. No, he cannot do anything wrong. He is unreal. If you've ever seen George or Rabbit, oh, it just goes to prove the level of where this man is at. He is phenomenal. But Jermaine Clement is no different. Like he, when it comes mm. to them two. They work so well together. I love that they used their characters in what we do in the Shadows TV series. I love that. I thought that was fantastic. Um, I just, I love the dynamic. I love the characters. I love the um, the fact that, no, the facts that go along with it as well. This is nearly 10 years in the making. <laughs> and they recorded over thousands upon thousands of hours because it was so easy for them to do there was there is not really a script yeah there was just directions but 10 years of fun and they noticed that some of the shops in new zealand don't exist anymore <laughs> like they're just like they've gone um, and do you know this was one of the most pirated copied films ever because of how hard new zealand made it for the world to watch it. The only reason we have it for is because of a Kickstarter that they did in America to get it broadcast over there. Mm. Otherwise, we would never have known this existed. 
shut their front door. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it is a good pick. I can say it, uh, again, Jesus. not one I would have expected you to pick, but I sh mm. should have thought about it. But, um, like, why um, would you not think I would pick this? This is right up my street. It's gothy as hell. It has some of the most brilliant costumes and a very Victorian, like, the Jermaine Clements character is very much Matt Berry, but mm -hmm. Matt Berry just elevates it higher and higher. But the fact that he has a relationship with a woman called the Beast. <laughs> yeah. I'm still in love with Nadia, so I can't really complain. Oh, Nadia is just my spirit animal. I want <laughs> to be her so badly. She just is amazing. So yes. That is my last pick. I can't really they like, go into a lot of detail with it because it's this is great. No problem. Well, that that's our picks. So, yeah. um, so that thank you very one. much for that joining us, Kelly. Well. I hope you enjoyed that. No, bother me. Husband just knocked on the door. Went, Will you keep it down. The band's going to bed. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so it could not. It couldn't have happened at the best time. Thank you guys so much for having me. I've had a load of fun. And it's Aww. just been, it's been well mint. We'll get you it's on again awesome. soon as well. So Definitely we'll have you back, Kelly. It's been so much fun. I have never laughed so much. Like, I can see here, my, or here, my eye is black underneath because <coughs> my eye makeup has, like, come down. I have never, I'm, sorry, Paul, I'm not saying you're not funny, but. Sorry, I've got shit crack, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was great. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you, Kelly. No, it's been a pleasure. Like I say, if you'll have us back, I'd be back with bells Definitely. on. I've had a really good time. No problem. Just to, just to shout as well, like I say, thank you for everyone who's watching us. Thank you yeah, for everyone who's joined you. us on Facebook, on the, like I say, the, uh, the, the Nerdy Up North community. Like I say, join us on Instagram. Um, like I say, remember to like, share, uh, comment on our YouTube channel, iTunes, Spotify. Please follow us, try and get as many views as we can. And um, like I yeah. say, get the get the nerdy and northerness out of there uh but mm -hmm. yeah so thank you very much and remember like i say same bad time same bad channel thanks everyone stay nerdy everyone bye, bye. bye. <laughs>